0: This episode of the Link Up Podcast is brought to you by Moody & Co. CBD is everywhere these days, from supplement and nutrition stores to gas station displays. With so many options, how can anyone make sense of what to buy, how to properly dose, or trust in the quality and purity of the products? Luckily, our friends at Moody & Co. have all your bases covered. Moody & Co.'s products started their life, hand-grown, and cultivated following strict organic growing practices in the fertile soil of the West Tennessee Delta. Each hemp plant was hand-planted on their family-operated farm, fed only high-quality organic nutrients, and finished their life free of any toxic pesticides and sprays. Moody & Co.'s world-class extraction and manufacturing partners are FDA-grade and CGMP-compliant, so you can be sure each and every product is of the highest quality. What about potency and purity? Each of Moody & Co.'s products is third-party, lab-tested, before and after the manufacturing process, and the tests are available for you right on their website. Their website is www.moodyand.co. I'll spell that for you. That's www.moodyand.co. How about that for transparency? Dosing instructions are on each bottle and their tinctures feature graduated droppers so you can be sure you are taking exactly what you need. With all the uncertainty about what goes into the products that go into you, you can rest easy with Moody & Co. CBD. Available at www.moodyan.co, or on the shelf in Memphis and Oxford, Mississippi locations of Nail Bar & Co. Once again, I'll spell that website for you. It's www.moodeand.co. And now to our episode.
1: I used to be real religious. I grew up in a religious home. We have as a church every day that the door was open. But um, it, it hit me one day whenever I was in a studio and this producer guy said, hey, watch this. And I watched it on YouTube and I was laying in his floor and I was like, I felt like, oh, my God, I've been lied to my whole life. You know, I, I just and to a lot of people, they would say, oh, that shit's not true. But for something about it that that they said in this little film, and you might have seen it, I think it was a I think it's it called a. Zig heist or something or something. You have heard of saying it's called the greatest story ever told. And it's, they go through three little mini sections of this story of where the first one's about religion. The second one's about the money system or something. Uh, and then the third one's about like, um, 9 11, you know, it's, it's like a conspiracy type thing, but it's, they have a lot of facts that are like really factual that you kind of like, okay, I see it, you know, about with the Jesus thing and how they, there's been other, Jesus is in through history before this Jesus. the same story, the same thing, but just different names like with Horace and you know in Egypt and, and uh uh the all the India like in India, Ganesh and all these
0: yeah.
1: it's crazy. The same story of Jesus, but it came before Jesus and that kinda of blew my mind. I was like, wow, that I feel like I'm gonna lie to my parents fucking lied to me. You know, I was mad about it. And uh so now I don't, I don't really know what to believe. I just kind of go along and hope for the best.
0: <laughs> I think anybody that says they're for sure about anything is full of shit. Yeah, I, I agree. I just kind of go off of what I feel now. Like you know. have to like have some reality. You know, like there has to be something tangible that you can fucking touch and feel. I mean, everything is created. So it, there might be something, but it's like, like this is the main thing or this is my truth. It's like you don't know for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think we could even process it if we did get that information. I agree. I agree.
1: Because even with religious stuff, with the Bible and stuff, I mean, all this stuff through history, there may have been things in the Bible that you can relate to as far as, like, in history-wise that, okay, this happened. But there's no, like, physical evidence of none of it happened. You know, when they go back, they can't find really—they don't have this stuff, you know, to show you. You know, that's like— and people want to see it, to believe it. I get, yeah. you know, it's like, you can hear shit all day but you it's, see it.
2: It's kind of like they've been blindly following it without knowing the truth. Right. Like, what if it's just some guy in a room one day, we're going to create this and just pass this stuff down. And then my family will pass it down, and their kids, and their kids will pass it down, and we'll just keep on going.
1: It's like Santa Claus, man. I, was like, mm-hmm. I believe in Santa Claus, I think, over
0: Jesus sometimes. Well, thinking. they said that Santa <laughs> Claus came from mushrooms, apparently. I, I saw that. and that, that
1: makes a lot of sense. Yeah. yeah. Someone, someone was like,
0: tripping? Uh, well, kind of so like a red and white mushroom, kind of like the Mario mushroom or whatever. Mm-hmm. And this, I guess, like, a, I think it's something with the reindeers.
1: They would eat so many mushrooms. And then reindeer, when they go out to, like, piss or something, these mush, these reindeer would fucking come in and they would basically drink in their damn piss almost because they loved the mushrooms. They would eat these mushrooms and then something like that. If so, I had it I actually posted about it on my Instagram the other day. It's like a, Joe Rogan was
0: talking about it. Yeah, like people start hallucinating, and then that's where they think like the red and white came from, yeah, from yeah. Santa. And he would come down the chimney or something.
1: What was it? Um, fuck, I can't remember the name. What, what it was about, but uh,
0: yeah, it, it's it. definitely interesting. But I don't know. I think it's like one of those things. Everybody talks about fake news now, but like before anything was documented, it's like. To the victor goes, the spoils, like, you get to tell your story. Mm -hmm. You can say, this is what happened, blah, blah, blah. We don't know if it's the truth or not. Right. So it's like anybody that actually won is the one that can just rewrite history. Mm -hmm. So it's like, and my friend Brad always talks about, like, even, like, Jesus, there was, like, a thing where they had, like, uh, what Jesus really looked like, and then some guy, like, drew a picture of what his son looks like, and then this is what Jesus is today, like, the blonde hair, blue eyes, or whatever. And, uh, yeah. In the Middle East, like that'd be really hard yeah, weird. to exist, but
1: yeah, I don't know about that. That's, it's almost like the alien thing too. Like there's a guy that day, it was like a whistleblower who was talking about how the government has many multiple spacecraft. They have, you know, gotten over the years and bodies. And I mean, I kind of think you got to be kind of dumb to think that we're not the only ones, you know, here. Well, that's,
0: it's, it's well, it's just that's nice my thing. It's like you can believe in a God in the space or not sky, but you can't believe in an alien. Right. Like we're here. You know, like if you didn't go to another place and then you went to another place, like every time I travel somewhere, I'm like, I didn't know these people existed. Right. So it's like, why can't that be in another realm somewhere? Mm-hmm.
1: And, and and people are like, so we I had somebody, we got in this conversation the other day. We were hiking up in the mountains and and I was like, uh, getting this conversation. Like, how would you like to die? If you could die anyway, you would. Want to die? Tell me how you want to die. And my my thing was like, I think I would like to die in a um, like a, a black hole, mm. just to say I, I could see what's through the thing. Yeah. You know, because nobody knows. Nobody knows what happens. And I mean, some people say it's like a like a portal to another dimension yeah. or something. Well, that's why I like to die. If I could, if I could do it that way, that's why I I'd do it. How would you want
0: to die? I
2: don't know. I want to kind of die somewhere, like something bad for the unknown right. then I would know after so if you're going to die
1: anyway yeah you might not die if you go through it you don't know you I know just end up I, in like a
2: Smurf. maybe I would <laughs> want to die like maybe aliens take me up or something that way I can oh they are real right, right. they are Alien, here
0: they're packing me right now <laughs> I
1: just I don't know That's like it would just be very interesting to go through a black hole just to say fuck it I've done it you know if you die you die you mm-hmm. don't you don't at least you
2: know yeah I definitely 100% believe aliens a year yeah, uh, yeah me too I think we're already here spacecraft and stuff like that or whatever but like they're just hiding for right now. And right. But,
1: but to say that we're not actually aliens where they're just a higher form of what we mm-hmm. are now, you know, because they say that even, uh, the, the world has gone through many, um, uh, stages of where we've destroyed ourselves before and just come back, you know, as what we are now. And who's to say that we've already not already evolved in many times before, you know, and like the pyramids, it can't explain how the pyramids were built, but, if they were like us, and they built them, and then it got destroyed by whatever it was, meteors or comets or whatever, I mean, we just had to start all over again, you know? So
0: I think that's happening now. Yeah, I agree. I think that's like everybody's going to get flooded out eventually.
1: Well, they say that the world has to go through this restart system mm-hmm. every so many million years, and that <clears throat> just like with the Ice Age and this and that and the other, it's a that people don't realize this is like just a mini— Many restarts that we've done. And I think that it's happening. I think that we are going through a restart right now, too. I think that it could happen. I mean, I worry about it, too. Like, you never know. Comet could come out of Sky and just hit us. And it's going to cause, you know, major... It'll it'll cause the end of the world.
2: Well, it's just kind of like how the uh, the ice, uh, what is it? Icebergs are melting, so the sea level is rising, right? Mm-hmm. But now, like you know, like Florida is going to be wiped out eventually. I thought like a couple hundred years, yeah. going to be Florida, California, like, be like, do like, I think they're always going to have the reset's going to happen. It's going to be like a big flood, like everything's going to be flooded.
0: Well, it's just like Pangea. Like no, everything at one time is connected and now it's all separate. Cause like, that's like animals you'll find. Like some animals used to be here at one time, like woolly mammoths used to be well, here, they're back. You know? They're actually back now.
1: Really? Yeah, dude. They, um, they were talking about it the other day on some, I think it was Joe Rogan or something, but he was saying, they were saying how they threw stem cells and this and that. They've brought the woolly mammoth back and they're actually going to release the first ones the next year in Siberia where wow. they were actually from that back then. And they even said that, Pterodactyls could be next, which is, I think, is crazy. Uh, that's not a good okay, idea. let's just, yeah. let's I, just saw, leave them I dead. saw, I saw, what dead. is that the movie,
0: Jurassic Park? <laughs> oh, yeah, right, yeah. no shit, that. we don't need that. But
1: okay. it's like, but I, they really did have, they've got mammoths that are about to be put back on this earth. It's right? crazy. And, but they, it's actually, it's going to help the ecosystem somehow. I don't know, but, you know, woolly mammoths, like, they aren't dangerous animals, yeah. but. That's wild to see that to know that that could happen.
0: But you know it is. You, t- you talk about pterodactyls, but they're around us all the time. Little birds are d- just Dude, the same thing. They
1: say dragons were a real thing.
0: Yeah, they you know? basically like these things. Like uh, we're not dragons per se, but this is a, a version of a dinosaur.
1: Oh, of course, and turtles were too. Yeah, and and fish and and all that. But you know they say that the the dragons were a real thing, which they're like well, why have you found you know remains because they were. Uh, Birds and birds don't fossilize, you know, and so that's why you don't find them. But you see them all over the writings and drawings and caves and shit all over the world from China to wherever. Yeah, there's
0: that's interesting right
1: there, man. It is, man. I've I've, I'm I'm a big weirdo when it comes to like spacey shit.
0: (laughs) Yeah, just to to not believe in something and to believe in another thing. I don't know. You you have to be open minded to life. I agree. To believe that we're
2: the only things in the universe is very stupid. Oh, especially really? especially when we go back to Christianity, how God created the universe. You think he just only created us, right? They're they're no crea- you know, there's gotta be, maybe there's us on another planet, like exactly doing
1: what we're doing right now. Oh yeah. I believe that 100%. I believe yeah. that we are, there's probably, uh, an infinity amount of us, you know, or more, even more than that, you know? And, uh, doing the same thing we're doing and done the same thing we've done. And in, in other cases, doing just a little bit differently. You know, yeah. just like with the whole like parallel universe type thing. I think all that shit's real. I think that most definitely. Because if, if there's an infinite amount of universes, like they say, then there's an infinite amount of, of doppelgangers, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know?
0: Well, they say like, there's a us talking having the same conversation in another, <laughs> exactly. another universe right now.
1: Yeah. Doing the same thing. It's so wild. Man. It is. But it's... I could definitely get it. I can see how that could be a possibility.
0: And I always think, like, people are always like, well, what happens when we die? But it's like, you don't know what happened when, before you got here. So That's why right. are you worried about when you're going to die? And then this one guy was like, you should just be grateful that you're alive. Because, mm-hmm. like I said, there's people that didn't have a chance to be alive. Yeah, and the
1: chances are you actually being Alive and a person on this earth is like one in
2: fucking crazy. It's
1: a crazy amount. I think it's like know?
0: 400 trillion
1: to one. Yeah, it's yeah. insane.
2: Yeah. But did, you, did you guys watch that Neil de, de Tyson? The Ross Ross Tyson. Yeah, that yeah. one he did with Joe Rogan talking about this. Or is it, or, oh, wait, you posted, I think. It's like one in 100 trillion is more year now. And then all the people that didn't live. No, you know? it was
0: 100 billion people have existed. Oh, okay. And there's trillions of people that haven't existed. And, the, like, that's when he was saying, like, to squander this life is a travesty. It's like, it's like, why would you do that when you won the lottery? Right. You know, and it's like, that just shows, like, when people are like, well, I'm not, I'm not um, an aggressive person. I'm passive. No, you're not. You beat all this other fucking sperm out. <laughs> so it's like you have something in you that's a, a thrive, a survivor. So right. you just need to take that in your current form and do something with it. And they always say like i love gary vee and he's generally like he said a lot of people that have like this inside bitch inside then like i can't do something it's not probably because of them it's probably the people that told them that they weren't good enough oh to yeah, do something. for sure because if somebody tells you you're not great like say you're in an abusive relationship and they're like you can't do better than me right you're gonna start feeling that like maybe they're right yeah so if you have somebody that's positive your parents are positive people around you're positive you're gonna be more positive more than likely Unless you're just one of those people that take those negatives and go, you know what? Fuck it, I'm gonna show them, you know. I love that, man. Like yeah. you tell me I can't do this, I'm gonna prove you wrong. Yeah.
1: You know. That's kinda how I've always been too with like stuff. I've always been like, fuck it, I'm gonna do it anyway, you know. So and how you know. did
0: you get into photography?
1: Kind of like that. Just you <laughs> fuck it, you don't know what you're doing, man. You ain't gonna do that shit. And uh no, it's it's kind of a long story, but uh, so long story long. Uh I uh I was in bands most of my life. I played in two two kind of popular bands one band was signed one band was just a local popular metal band and did that for man from like 2007 to like 2016 just playing music playing music um got involved in radio somehow and uh i i can't really remember what the what the instance was what got me this gig but i started doing this radio on like an internet radio station it was local X actually, right there at Minglewood Hall. Oh yeah, and they, I ended up getting like a show three nights a week doing metal, just a metal thing, and um, ended up getting fired from that thing, all because of some pussy. But uh, <laughs> it was stupid. So I, it wasn't days later. I get uh, I get asked from another big, actually a bigger radio internet radio station, Rock Rage Radio, and they asked me to come in and do a show, and I was like, cool. So. Being there for a little while and summertime hit and there was festivals showing, com, you know, coming up. They were like, hey, we're sending you to a festival. We're going to with you to go and do your show from the festival and interview bands. I was like, all right, it's cool. I never really interviewed anybody before. It was wild. So the first band I get was Steel Panther. If you know anything about those guys, it, the, the lead singer was actually the, the Vince Neil in that Dirt movie, the Monty Crew movie. Uh, interviewed them, was crazy, wild. Um uh, I just smoked a lot of weed beforehand so I could just kind of <laughs> just get loose or whatever. And, uh, it had a blast. Well, I did a few of those festivals for a while. And one day I, I had a little break in my, uh, interviewing. So I said, I'm going to go watch some bands. I went and watched a couple bands and I noticed like all these photographers were up in the front or on stage. And all this. I was like, that's a cool gig, man, to do that. How do they get to do that? It was like, well, dumbass, you get a photo pass after your media pass every time. And I just, give them to kids. I never fucked with them. I didn't even own a camera. So I was like, all right, I'm going to go fucking get a camera. So I went to Best Buy and bought like a cheap Canon Rebel or something. Went to the festivals like the next weekend. Took a bunch of pictures. Well, I thought I took a bunch of pictures. Got home, put the memory card in. Not, but like two pictures on like a, I thought I took like a thousand I was like, what the fuck did I do wrong? So I was frustrated and I was put online, brand new camera, who wants it? Buy, you know, (laughs) it's for sale. And this guy hit me and was like, man, hold on, don't sell it. Tell me what you're doing. I was like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. So he walked me through some shit and I figured out I was just not pushing the button down hard enough. It's something stupid. And so uh, I started taking pictures and it became like a passion, like a real passion. And uh, I hadn't had one in a long time, like a passion like that, except for when I played music. Well, I ended up going to New York and took some pictures for um, a festival up there. We had a bunch of bands on it, that like metal rock bands. And there's one band in particular that has a female singer. Her name is Maria Brink, and it was in this moment. I took a picture of, the, of her, and by the time I got back to Memphis a few days later, I'm getting phone calls waking me up one morning. Dude, get on Instagram, Facebook. Your shit's gone viral. I was like, what? Well, apparently Maria Brink had shared a picture of mine. And she shared it on all her, you know, social media for Facebook, Twitter, all that. And it just got like 30,000 likes before noon. Damn. And I was like, dude, that's crazy. Like, I had no idea. So then in the next few weeks went by, I went to another fest. went to South by Southwest down in Texas. And ended up going to South by So What, which is a metal version of that. Took another picture of a guy walking across some hands across the crowd with a guitar. Didn't think much about it. Picture went viral. I was like, what the fuck? Uh so just snowballed, and then it came in, it became like Sumerian Records hit me up. Like, hey guy, we saw your pictures. We want you to do a photo shoot with one of our bands, Fire from the Gods. I was like, okay, it's good, cool. So I did that. And then it came Victory Records hit me up. Hey man, we want you to send you to Chicago, do we Muir or do Acacia Strain or wherever the fuck it was. And it just started snowballing, man, just over and over and over. And then I started going to I haven't paid for a concert, damn 13 years now <laughs> you know it's like i just it just i was blessed like that man and i just had an eye for it i guess and uh it just took off like crazy and i'm still living in that dream i guess and this is a lot different now because i actually tour and that was my biggest thing that was my goal was to um i just wanted to go on tour i wanted to be on that bus with those bands and document those their lives yeah not just the stage but <clears throat> backstage and on that bus and You know, through whatever they're going through, you know, I've sat on buses with like bands like nothing more when that dude was going through his divorce and we're sitting there talking, he's crying, you know, and it's like, that's the kind of shit I wanted to do. Yeah, because I mean, people really they like they love pictures of them on stage playing. but People like to see what kind of cereal you're eating. You know, that's just weird. That's how people are. And so I guess that was like what I wanted to do is just kind of document that side of it. And I mean, I've got tons of pictures people have never seen of backstage shit. And one day I I eventually am going to put out a coffee table book probably and put all that shit in it. But I've also got other things that I I want to do, too. It has to do with music and music history and stuff that, like, I'm a big fan of, like, Robert Johnson and Selling the Soul of the Devil and all that stuff. Um, I've always researched all that stuff of, like, where the crossroads really are because they're not in Clarksdale. You know, it's just a tourist trap so (laughs) but i think i found it finally the real crossroads that allegedly where you did that so maybe one day i'll go and do take pictures of all that stuff and put it out too but
0: i'm gonna do it one day so where has photography taken you to oh
1: man everywhere all of the freaking world really yeah all over the world. That's so crazy. Just, I know. I'm, And I ain't, I didn't get rich by it, doing it, you know? I'm not like some millionaire. I don't have like fancy stuff, you know? I've got a basic little tiny home in the middle of the country now because during COVID, I was like, fuck the city. I'm getting out of here. <laughs> <laughs> and I got a little pond. I fish every day. I do pictures when I want. I do music videos for a lot of artists and stuff now, like rap artists and stuff. And uh, that pays the bills and, you know, whatever. I do it like I want. I work when I want to. And when I don't want to, i go fishing.
0: That's great. It's a good thing that that person stopped you from selling that camera.
1: Oh, You know, that's it's, it is. You're right. Because I was that fed up with it. I was like, man, I'm fuck this shit. I don't want it. Did you know the person that told you not to sell it? Kind of. Not really. Oh, just okay. a dude on Facebook. I just knew oh, of okay. him. You know, I never met him. Never really had a conversation with him. I just knew his name. You know? Yeah, you have people. You got 5,000 friends on there. You probably only know 20 of them. Yeah, yeah. You know? But yeah, he just saw my post and was like, hey, man. Fuck that! Don't don't get rid of it. You know, try something. So I did, and that's what happened. It just snowballed, and I've been blessed, man. I've got to go a lot of. Too. I've been on Warp Tour. I've been that was crazy. Never do that again, though.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: was it just too much or something? Oh, fuck yeah, it, 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 nine it, it, weeks on tour is a long time. Damn, you know, most much. tours only last about three weeks, man. Really, a month. You know, three weeks, but nine weeks on on a tour where you don't get a shower. Whew. You know, you're fucking water bottling it every day, you know, like this. Eight water. Days. It takes about eight water bottles, at least with me, it does, in a parking lot. But uh, standing in your underwear in the middle of nowhere, you know. Yeah. It's fun. But, you know, nine weeks on a bus with a bunch of stinky dudes. <laughs> no, it's not my cup of tea. But, uh, yeah, but it's fun. I had a lot of experiences and stuff watching guys put mayonnaise on girls' asses and throw bologna on it and try to see. <laughs>
0: Awesome. Yeah, you know, it was just
1: crazy backstage shit. You know, I've watched uh one time I watched uh corn. Uh, they had uh, used to have a kitty litter box backstage, and how you get back there is they would. I mean, you could not get away with this shit today because you know they'd be canceled or something. But, yeah, um, but this is back in like I guess early two thousands. They had this kitty litter box. It was huge. You know, it wasn't for cats apparently. So they would put if you wanted to come backstage and meet the band. You had to get in the kitty litter box and give yourself a cat bath, you know. And they would have a little video camera set up and they'd be on the bus watching you, you know. Oh yeah, she can come up. She can't <laughs> nah, fuck that. You know. It's kinda like Marilyn Manson. He would always let you come back, but if you had a boyfriend, and he'd come back too, but he's got to take all his clothes off down his underwear and sit in the middle of the floor, Indian style. And the party goes on around him. That's how they did that shit. What the fuck? So I mean if you're a dumbass and you want to fucking hang out in your underwear while your girlfriend's partying with Marilyn Manson or whatever, you know, did a that. lot of
0: guys do this?
1: I saw, yeah. I mean, there wow. it happened. You, you you would be surprised about you know who who uh, who who would do it and who wouldn't. I mean, I, I wouldn't do it. Fuck that.
0: But you yeah, know, I Marilyn think I would Manson, leave her.
2: She's, she, probably, <laughs> she's probably she's far
1: getting railed. Yeah. Well, well, Marilyn Manson, he still goes hard, dude. Like he's not young. You know He's not a spring chicken, but he goes hard. He's the only guy I know still doing mounds of blow at his age. Yeah. But when you leave his party at the end of the night, there's literally blood, cum, spit, piss, shit on the fucking ceiling of the fucking place. You're like, how the fuck did it get on the ceiling? What the fuck? I know John Five, his old guitar player, used to say, he's man, when i get to the bus, he said, I would walk the sides of the couches in the bus just to get to my bunk because I didn't want to touch anything. And he was known for just titty fucking chicks because he had a fucking weird, uh, like folk thing. So really? He, yeah. So he's like, I can't catch nothing. Just titty fucking.
2: <laughs> yeah, he's, got, he's got a valid point though.
1: <laughs> yeah. Wow. But he's the sweetest guy. Dude. He's probably the nicest guy in rock and roll, if you ask me. John Fi. He's now playing for a Molly Crew. He took a uh, Mick Marsden spot. Right. He was Rob Zombie's guitar player for a long time too.
0: Damn. I'm. I can not give the Marilyn Manson thing now. Oh,
1: dude, there's tons of weird shit that you would not know goes on. I shouldn't probably even say some shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
0: probably
1: never going to do it again. Wow. Yeah, I had a uh, my birthday one time. This crazy story. It was uh It was like 2000. I think it was right before I went to Spain, maybe right after or something. It was my birthday though. And uh, my band at the time, we was down in uh, we was in Vegas. Me and my drummer. And we had the same publicist as Carrot Top. And uh, so we all went to Vegas to meet up with the publicist. And we went to Carrot Top's show that night. And we went backstage. And we met up. And they were were shooting um, the Hangover movie. Okay. And so uh, there's actually a little footage on YouTube of this. And uh, we're backstage. And Carrot Top's like, yeah, yeah, I'm hanging out with the guys. And my band was called Finding Jimmy Hoffa. And so we were – he had his shirt on. said Finding Jimmy Hoffa. And he's like, oh, we're going to go get some cocaine and and some whores. And, uh, or Hookers and Coke is what he says. And so afterwards, uh, Carrie manager was like, how's oh, your birthday? It's like, hey, um, meet us at the House of Blues, uh, later on about eight o'clock. I said, like, all right. We meet them and they take us straight to the James Brown suite, which was like an opera box above the stage. And there was a band playing, Testament was playing, which was cool. I was like, oh, that's a cool birthday thing, yeah well, then Vinnie Paul is sitting there. because a dude, a cowboy hat, being loud and boisterous. I was like, holy shit, Vinnie Paul's in this damn thing. I don't know if you know who he is, but he was a drummer of Pantera. He's passed away in an ROP, and his brother was Don Bagdero, one of the greatest guitar players mm-hmm. in the world, shot on stage or whatever. But I never got to meet Don, but I met. <laughs> I got to meet Vinnie many times after this. And uh, so it was his birthday, and he had him. And Paul Shortino, who was singing for Quiet Riot at the time, was up there. And there was some other people and his girlfriend, whatever, and we watched the show. It was great. I hung out with those guys. I was like, man, this is like dream come true hanging out with this guy. It's like one of my favorite bands with Pantera. So they're like, oh, let's go. The party it ain't over. at your birthday, man. Let's go, up to, uh, let's go up to the voodoo lounge at the Rio or something. I was like, all right. So we go to the Rio and we meet up. There's nobody there. It's like a Tuesday night. So it's just all these rock dudes hanging out. And I'm like, fuck, this is insane. Like, who gets to do this shit? Yeah, it's awesome. And this is before camera phones, you know. We had had camera phones, but we didn't have flashes on them or no video, you know. It was just, like, real dark pictures. And so I remember hanging out up there, and they get me so trashed, so trashed. I mean, drinking vodka and tequila and Crown Royal and all this shit. I mean, I'm smashed. I fall asleep in my buffet, actually, at the end of the night. But then we leave. And this dude Sean was driving. He hadn't drink a drop, not anything. I just remember I had earlier that day. I'd bought like a bag of weed, and it was this stuff called White Rhino at the time, and it stunk. I could just smell it through my backpack. I had it sit in the front seat. While I wake up, because I passed out in the car, till like my head hitting the top of the car. I was like, "What the fuck's going on?" Open my eyes, and there's blue lights everywhere, and they're all in Hummers. I was like, "What kind of cops are these?" Well, they're MPs. We went to a military base back then. Turned it off into it, <laughs> and this was at the time where weed was very illegal in, in Vegas and uh, Nevada. Actually, had this no like they had no kind of like a leniency toward drugs of any kind. You get life in prison for having weed back wow. then, and they had a sign that said that. But then on a military base, it's doubling. You know, it's going to be double the fucking fine, double the crime, double whatever it is, the punishment. So all I'm thinking about is, oh shit, you fucked up, Sean. And it's my birthday. I've had the best birthday in my life. Now it's turned into the worst birthday of my life. And, uh, so I'm sitting there and they tell us to turn the keys, to turn the car off, throw the keys out the window and they pull him out, take him to a building about 50 yards off the fucking road. I'm still sitting there. They come back and they're like, Mr. Harshman, um, if you, uh, we smell a pretty good amount of alcohol coming from this vehicle. I was like, That's all me, man. That's a like, promise he hadn't had a drink. He's like, well, uh, you got any uh, guns or narcotics in this car? And I was like, mm, no, no, not that I know of. <laughs> and uh but thinking the whole time, fuck this weeds in the damn backpack. And uh he's like, Well, do you mind if we get the dog to come out? And I was like, Man, you're gonna what you're gonna do. If we're on a military base, y'all gonna get it's all in y'all's hands, man. I'm out of this. And he's like, Okay, just hang tight. So now I'm thinking, fuck, how I get this weed out of this bag and eat it or what the fuck I got to do with it. But it's kind of impossible with these dudes with these ARs standing beside <laughs> yeah. me. And I'm like, fuck, this is crazy. So about 15, 20 minutes seem like pass, but it's probably only about five minutes. And he comes back and goes, we're going to, um, yeah, man, we're, we're going to need to, uh, find out what address you're going to. I was like, what do you mean? It's like, well, we called you a cab and we got to know where you're going because if, if you don't have an address, then you're gonna to have to go to jail with your buddy. I said, why is my buddy going to jail? Well, when we opened the trunk, we found a large amount of marijuana and we're gonna charge him with it. So we're letting you go as long as everything's cool and but you gotta have an address. And I was like, fuck uh one, two, three, five, six flamingo drive. <laughs> a, get me the fuck out of here. So a few minutes pass, I'm sweating bullets. And it's like five thirty in the morning. I mean, the sun's kinda of coming up, and we're still just sitting on the side of the road. And they'd finally come back and they're laughing and like, dude, we're fucking with you. And I was like, What? Yeah, you know, Sean had been in the Navy, so they got back, started talking shit. And they're like, Let's fuck his birthday, man. Let's fuck him up. So they just they got me. And I want to kill him, man. It was fucking stupid. But yeah, that was my birthday that year, and it was wild.
2: That is a fucking great story, <laughs> man. Wow.
1: Yeah, it was wild. And I just I just had a birthday like two days ago
0: too. So I'm like, yeah. Yeah, old as fuck you now. Damn, you've lived a life, man. Oh dude, this it gets worse, bro. <laughs> <laughs> What are some other tour stories you can tell us? Oh fuck.
1: Okay, well, um, one time I was in um Oklahoma City and this Universal was kind of courting us. It was uh they were trying to sign us or something. But we had to go meet up with like this. We went to the studio and we were gonna record some music to send to them. And they were gonna send some like representative there to like pick us up. So we're in this shitty hotel they put us in. I mean, shitty. we walked in. There's blood splatter on the ceiling. We'd already suplexed each other on the beds and knocked them, like busted them down to the floor. And the maids would come in and just make them on the floor. (laughs) It was bad. And so we're waiting for this guy to get here. And we was already joking around like, man, some dude gets out in like a cheap suit and like got a couple of girls. I mean, this is going to be stupid. Sure enough, man, this like 1980s limo pulls up. I mean, it was shitty. And had this dude get out in his cheap suit. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me right now? So we go downstairs and we get in the limo and this limo was just trash. It had liquor in there in these little liquor bottles had no, didn't have any kind of like a label on them. You didn't know what the fuck you're drinking it had an old school VCR with a fucking little TV in there playing porn. <laughs> and the dude was driving name was crazy Mill. And he had the, he gave us all cards. And he had his girlfriend sitting in the front seat and he was playing Led Zeppelin on a fucking jam box in the front seat. <laughs> he didn't even have a fucking stereo. So we're like, what is going on? This is nuts. And at the time, my best friend, who was also like our tour manager, he just called him Big J. Big guy, huge guy. You don't want to fuck with him. He he would kick your ass. He was in tough man. He was covering tattoos and just a scary dude. Never would I've ever ever seen that dude scared. This guy, Crazy Mill, he proceeds to take us to the studio at hundred miles an hour, in a limo, hundred miles an hour, you're floating, I mean, floating, and you're going to the next lane, you don't even feel it. It's just like this. And Big Jay's like, I'm fucking scared. <laughs> and I'm like, really? And he's over there texting me this shit. And he's sitting right beside me, but he ain't saying it. He's just texting me. I'm like, why are you texting me? You're sitting right here. Fuck. He's like, man, I'm telling my family. I, I love you. <laughs> All this shit. It was so bad. We got to a railroad track. We jumped the railroad track while the arms were coming down as a train was coming. It hits the top of the car. We get to a red light. There's a cop sitting at the red light. Big Jay goes, Fuck this shit. He opens the window of the fucking uh, T-top things or whatever, takes his beer, throws it, hits the cop car with it. I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, I want to get pulled over. (laughs) I want to get pulled over. The cop doesn't even pull us over. I was like, where are we? The Twilight Zone or some shit? We go to, uh, if we end up, this guy takes us to a Sonic out in the middle of nowhere. It's not a Sonic anymore. It's a fucking, like, Hells Angels fucking, like, uh, clubhouse. Yeah. It's been made, you know, like this. Still has the places you can pull up and, like, order food, but there's no, like, intercoms on them or nothing. We pull up in this limo, and these bikers are looking at us like, what the fuck y'all in a limo for, <laughs> you know? And I'm like, dude, we're in trouble. We're in trouble. It's like, I've seen enough sons in (laughs) an argument. This ain't good, dude. So I'm like, all right, let me try to handle this. Cause these guys don't know what to do. I was like, I gotta go find the president. I got to explain this guy and beg him for our life probably. So I go to the door and I tell him what's going on. They get the president out. Well, there's no cell phones back then. So we had to beg him to use their fucking phone. He's like, I tell you what you boys can use the phone with, we just want y'all to get up and play music for us. We're like, oh, fuck. So we know we got to set up band shit and play <laughs> on this fucking stage in this clubhouse. So our drummer's like, oh, fuck yeah. And he's a weirdo, anyways. So he get up there and he's setting shit up to play. And I'm just trying to get out of here. So I'll call a cab. I'm like, dude, please come get us. Send a van. There's like eight of us. They send a car. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. We're all getting in this car. I'm going to pay you extra money just to drive us out of here. You know, it was, that was a wild ass day. Yeah. I don't know. Wow. Now, oh, and over there too, the strip clubs are like right beside each other. It was like strip club, strip club, strip club, police station. Strip club. <laughs> <laughs> and you had, and everybody would walk to one strip club to the end one because the end one was like the real shitty one, but they had like dollar shots of Jaeger. Right? Mm. But nobody else had liquor, just this one strip club. So we would have, but you have to kind of like, like get by the police station because they would arrest you for uh, public intox. <laughs> that was the thing. They would tell you, don't get caught drop walking to the parking lot because they'll get you. It's like, what? Is that illegal? It's like, yeah, they'll do it. They'll pull right up in here and grab you and, just for walking out the door. So we're trying to sneak by these fucking <laughs> cop stations, go get our dollar Jaeger to go back to go to the good strip club, the other end, which was like fucking half mile down the road, you know? Damn. This is wild shit, man. Damn. Man, tour life sounds insane. It can be. It's not as bad as it used to be. I mean, it's not as cool like that as it used to be and there's not a lot of debauchery as, that, as it used to be there. I mean it's it's more business nowadays they've cleaned that shit up now it ain't back like when Nirvana and was shooting heroin and fucking Damn. you know they, they fucking drop your ass nowadays for that shit which you know back when I was younger I remember seeing Nirvana at the Daisy in 91 it's like 150 people Is it they weren't shit what? saw Alice in Chains remember that Club Night Moves yeah I've heard of it Allison Chains played Night Moods. A lot of people don't know them. But they—it's like when our first album cycle. And uh, I remember I stood in line for like two in the afternoon on a Sunday just to get in to see it's a free show. Free show. They were supposed to play with Van Halen like the week before at the Pyramid. And they did show up so they did a free show at the Night Moods. It's wild. Uh, Wilbur and them used to own
2: that place.
1: I no, mean, it was the strip club I think mm-hmm. now. but um, Or what it used to be. Now I think it's just sitting there. It was V-Live I think the last it was a club. But that was the days, man. Back then, I had like denim and diamonds right across the street.
2: Well, I tell, I, I tell the kids that I, you know, because I'm like one of the older guys that works at, at my work, <clears throat> and we get all the new people come in, and they're they're around like 23, 22, you know, right out of college or whatever they decide to do after high school, and like. I'm telling them stories of what we used to do. They're like, what did you guys used to do? I'm like, man, what didn't we do this is the story. You guys, you guys are too much on your phones and shit now. They, yeah, you, man. You could never do it the way we did it. Yeah,
1: because people would get, you'd be in jail if you'd see that shit and try to film it on your phone. You know, yeah. it's like, man, we would, first time I ever saw a guy get robbed, it was like, uh, I just moved to Memphis. I'm from the, from Arkansas, a little small. I didn't see shit. I didn't know who I was telling him I, earlier. I was like, man, I didn't know who Three, six Mafia was. And, uh, and I'll just tell you the story, a little backstory. I I come in from Platinum Plus, and it was like three in the morning, and I was living downtown at South Bluffs, and it was kind of snowing outside, and there was this pregnant girl standing outside. She was like eight months pregnant, and I walked up to her. And I said, "Hey, uh, you all right? You good?" She's like, uh, oh, my, my man left a didn't leave the key to the apartment, and I don't know how to get a hold. I don't have a phone. We didn't have cell phones. I said, well, you're welcome to come use my house phone if you want. Beeping because we all beepers." And she's like, oh, all right, thank you. And so she goes in, she beeps this guy, and I'm kind of waiting on him. I say, you're welcome to stay in my house because it's cold. I mean, you're pregnant. So she's chilling, I'm chilling. I pass out in the chair waiting on him, you know. I kind of wake up to like 15 dudes walking in my house. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? You know, I'm scared. She takes her upstairs, and these guys are just chilling in my living room. And this guy's like, hey, can I go to your kitchen and get a plate? And I was like, sure, go ahead. He comes back out. Pours the biggest pile of cocaine on this plate. I was like, what the fuck? I've never done cocaine. I don't know what's going on. So they're passing around like a blunt, dude. Like, this thing is wild. It's going around. And I'm like, all right, I guess I'm going to do some cocaine. So I do the cocaine and get fucked up on it, man. And uh, he comes back downstairs. He's like, eh, man, thank you, man. I appreciate you taking care of my girl. It was Crunchy Black, by the way. <laughs> and he uh, he's like, thanks for taking care of my girl. It's like, a, we appreciate it. He dumps like five bars and X's on the table and he leaves I'm sitting by myself like fuck I am fucked up geeking my ass off on this coke so I take a fucking Xanax and of course it knocks me the fuck out 5 o'clock in the afternoon I'm still asleep I hear on my window I look out the window it's crunchy black he's like who do who get your ass up man we got shit to do I was like, I just met you, bro. I don't know what the fuck you are. <laughs> he comes to my house, pours out a big old pile of cocaine on the table. It's like, oh my god, that's what the fuck is going on. So needless to say, the next two years of my life was basically driving this fool around. You know, going from place to place, going. But he, but I, we went to this somewhere on Hickory Hill. This is back when that area was thriving better. It had Hickory Hill, Hickory Ridge Mall, and all that shit was going on. Two, it was two white boys. He's like, go meet these dudes and get these rolls. I was like, all right. So I drive him up. He gets out. He goes up to him He beats the shit out of him. with <laughs> these other guy And they take their fucking drugs. I'm like, what are you doing, man? I was like, tell me when you do shit like this. And he's like, just drive, man, drive. So I drive. And I was like, that tripped me out. I didn't, I've never seen no shit like that. So I was like, he, Crunchy Black, really introduced me to what Memphis is about when I first got here. Yeah. And, uh, and he taught me a lot of life lessons, actually. Uh,
2: Tell us how you actually rem- realized who they were.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. All right, remember the box used to be on TV. Yeah. All right, we're sitting there in my apartment. It's like me and Lord Infamous and Crunchy, and there's like four or five other dudes that are just hang around guys with them, and we're sitting there and we're watching the box, and they had this. I, forget, I think it's maybe Charlie Club Thugs or something. It was like one of the remix versions with Cash Money or something was in the video and I knew who Juvenile was because he had that back that ass up mm-hmm. song so it was kind of popular I still didn't really know who Three Six mobby was and I've been hanging out with these guys for like, probably two months and I'm sitting there and they like, watching the box with them we're smoking weed that song comes on I'm like mm. <laughs> I'm like bro that's y'all that, that's you and he's like yeah motherfucker what you think he's like I told you he was in a rap group and I was like everybody's in a fucking rap group around this motherfucker. <laughs> I don't know how popular yeah. and famous you are. And so, yeah, I mean, cool things like that. It was like, cool. And then I get found out then later gangster boo lived across the street from me. And then she started coming over the house and hanging out every fucking day. And I was, I was working a tattoo shop the time. And we had like this little secret porno thing going on in the back where they, these people aren't sending us pornos, like VHS tapes. You yeah. Know. And she started coming over like, Hey, you getting be lesbian born? <laughs> <laughs> so she would take my point instead of going home with it though she would just put it in my VCR and sit there and watch the shit in front of me I'm like what the fuck is this man it's like it's awkward as fuck but yeah we became good friends at that and actually I was with her the night before she passed away and it was, yeah it's fucked up but yeah anyway uh so yeah that was uh my three mafia. I, I used to hang in the studio with them. They recorded fucking a lot of the fucking songs you heard, like "Let Me See Your Tongue Ring" and all that shit. I mean, I was there. I was in that studio right there on Madison Avenue, on that little house or whatever it was beside the uh, the uh, mini storages that's like in the high rise right there. It, uh where the Andrews uh, place is right across. Oh yeah, yeah. it's uh there was a house there. They recorded all that music in. Wow, you would never know it was a studio.
2: I, mean, I didn't know that was there either.
1: Yeah, it's a little back, it's like cinder blocked uh, studio back in the back of the house. And uh, put there many times with them, hung out, saw all that shit go down. I was like a white boy with long hair, metal guy. <laughs> Dude, I used to I used to bump like Lint Biscuit and, uh, and Crunchy, Crunchy would sit there like, oh, man, I like that. Who's that? Like, I'm going to steal that. <laughs> 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 but yeah, that was a trip. A trip. Man.
0: Yeah, that's it's wild how like people come into our lives yeah. and like shape it and change it in different ways. And I wonder sometimes is it, like predestined to happen that way, or is it just by chance or something?
1: I don't know. Man. It's it's a good, it's a good question
0: because everything know. has to happen. It's like the butterfly effect. Like you know, like something little thing happened. You had to move here to meet them, and then that pregnant lady had been standing outside.
1: That was weird. Because yeah. I mean. <laughs> Who would stand outside pregnant like that and as cold as it was in the snow? You know? yeah. It was like it, fucking five in the morning. But she'd gotten dropped off by a cab and the cab drove off and she had nowhere mm-hmm. to, she couldn't even call a cab to come get her.
0: And you had to look outside to see her. Well, even no, there. I just
1: pulled up from platinum. I'd been in platinum all night. So I was like, yeah. I just pulled up. She just got there and it just so happened. And it was coincidence, you know? That's like, crazy. And then my life changed for like two years that, that I lived there. It was funny because he, he he would sneak in my, he would jump off his balcony into my balcony. Cause the sheriff would always come over, try to, uh, like serve him with a, uh, like some kind of warrant or something. Cause he had hit a pole with his Lincoln and on Xanaxes and he had, he left his car there and just ran <laughs> off. So they were trying to like serve him with these papers to pay for this damn pole, you know? Yeah. And so he, every time the cops would come to the door, he'd jump off the balcony into my balcony and hide in my little storage room off my balcony. And I was like, what are you doing? My motherfucking police is here, man. Come on. So that was always a thing. But he never got into the car after that, so that's why I drove him around every fucking where. It'd be three in the morning in Orange Mounds, white dude with long hair. (laughs) Don't know anything about rap music at the time. But now it's about all I listen to. Did you ever tour with them? No, I never toured with them, but I've I've been on stage with them many times. So like, like you know, like at the Memphis and May, like at the fairgrounds. Oh yeah, I was on stage with them all night, do a shooting video, and even Gangsta Boo used my
2: video on her website. You know, from that day. So, did you think that Memphis and May was better at the fairground? Like, or do I think he you...
1: was better. I think it's better years ago. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You know, it's like, I don't know. I like it better downtown because you've got different things you can go to. It's like, if you don't want to go to the festival, go to Bill Street. You know, yeah. Go to the Street,
2: go down to the festival. It's well, like, now, now they do a no in and out. What? So they want you to be at the festival. Like, you know, on Saturday, they open That's at 11 stupid. and they only close at 12 or whatever. Stupid. Like, how the fuck you want people to be in there for 12 or hours or 10 hours? Like, you need some air conditioning and sometimes. And that you was one of the things that, so all the all the bars and stuff down there, you know, I just took over that route from a company and like, they were like, it's fucking bullshit. We didn't get busy at all because people were trapped in the park. That's right. They That's couldn't how they made the their park. money. Yeah. And like... They said that if that's the way they're going to do it again, it's just going to kill it's Memphis. In kill it, like You're right. as we know it, it's
1: on its last leg. If you ask me now, you well, know, uh...
2: three day pass. I was hanging some neons and apps in the room the other day, and they just have this like this uh, uh, one of the posters from the uh, bootleg posters, you know, from from one of the concerts it's from two thousand seven. Three day pass was fifty nine dollars, two thousand seven. That's only what fifteen years ago, yeah. And now it's three day pass is now two nineteen. Plus wow. the tax and the fees and stuff like that. And for what? You don't well, get
1: shit with it. You got to think, though, so I mean, these bands cost a lot of money. Yeah. I mean, they're not cheap at all. I mean, some of them, they probably get cheap, but like these big headliner guys, they're probably getting, paying to pay them the guys like $150,000 to show up, you know, and then you got to, pay the deposit just to get them retained and yeah. you know they could have a money and you know inflation and stuff over the years I guess I mean I could see it but get some better bands at least shit you know bands who, that are relevant who's in charge of
2: like that did you know who the dude I'm gonna lie like?
1: I don't know because they have never once and this is what's always blew my mind I they I, all the festivals I've photographed I've been all over the world in some of the biggest festivals I mean bit way bigger Memphis and May makes Memphis and May look like shit I have photographed and been involved with every time I've submitted from Memphis May, I get turned down. And I'm like, you're going to like turn down somebody that's a local dude that's, you know, going to get tons of like uh, the pictures I take. These artists are going to share these pictures. Yeah. And it's going to just give you more advertising for your festival. But instead, you just choose not to even let me, but you'll pull in Joe Schmo from Kentucky or wherever to take pictures.
0: It's like Joseph, that guy we met through here. He took pictures from Memphis and May, and he's not even a local. Oh yeah, That's what I'm I
1: am saying, they won't give it to me, and I've got credibility. It's like I've been on these tour. These some of these people have never been on a tour in their life. They don't mm-hmm. don't even know a band on the thing, but they just work for some little bullshit ass media thing that they can get with cast. And I never understood it. That's why anytime I've ever shot for Memphis and May is because of an artist brought me in themselves, and that's why I get to do it. Is uh. Like Three, Six, Was
0: yeah. it a hard transition to do video? Oh, just straight pictures?
1: Well, thinking about it, it was, man, back in the day when I started, pictures was the thing. Yeah. But everybody now started going to video with TikTok and all this shit. Yeah. So now all the bands now want like these little 15-second videos where they can, you know, because people's my attention spans like nothing. And so I've fought it forever because I'm like, man, I got to go through, buying no more shit, more equipment, do this, learn a whole nother thing with editing and stuff and i just did not want to do it but you know i've gotten now where i like it it's kind of a it's kind of therapeutic in a way when the editing process because you kind of sit there with your, your own thoughts and you have to figure out ways to get stuff to match up and i don't know it's kind of a frustration but it, it's kind of satisfying the same time but uh yeah so it's been kind of a weird hard transitional phase to go through but i'm making it it's what funny. kind of gear do you use Whatever I can get my hands, no, man. <laughs> nah, man it's, gear's expensive, man. So, and I'm I'm funny because everybody's gone to like mirrorless and and all that shit. And I I went to mirrorless for a short period of time, and I don't like it. I know it sounds crazy, and people probably photographers probably listen to this and go, "What?" I just like the DSLs. I like the big, heavy, chunky ass cameras because I feel like the like I've been to many mosh pits. With my big Canon 5D Mark three and get beat the fuck up, mud, water, all Thing works great. Mm. Take one of those little, man, those mirrorless just feel like a toy. They're just so light and just nothing. And I don't know. I've always, I don't, they say they shoot faster. I don't know. I can't. I just think I shoot better with them. Maybe it's because I'm just old school and I like the, I'm just, there's the East, what I'm used to, but. I'm sure eventually I'll have to move to a mirrorless shit. then I have, like I said, I moved to it for a while, and then I turned around sold it got another fucking DSLR. <laughs> I went backwards instead of going forwards. I just like
0: that shit. How long does it take you to edit, like, a 15-minute or second video or whatever?
1: Oh, shit. Well, it depends. Like, if I'm on tour and I have to do a little 15-second, sometimes it don't take very long. It's some. It's really about, to me, the hardest part is, like, the more video you shoot, to me, sometimes the harder it is because you got to, you're trying to fit a whole concert in 15 seconds, you know, the, and you want to get the best points of that. Mm-hmm. So you kind of try to have to, um, the way I do it, I just have to try to uh, figure out a way to shoot because you still got to shoot photos in between. now. So I try to shoot key points with my, you know, uh, with, that I want to get with the photos because sometimes a photo is better than the video if you catch the right moment. Cause it's just a spectacular moment. Like I caught a dude jumping over a drum set, doing the splits with a guitar as a photo, but it, it makes it awesome as a photo As a video. You wouldn't be that awesome. It would just be a like that. Yeah. It's over. Yeah. But in the picture of the, you know, it's there forever mm. frozen in time. So it's like, wow, it looks better. It's just a more spectacular thing to see. But it's all about really though, about what angles I try to make things artistic. Because I'm just an artist. I paint murals and shit, too, on the side. And so um, I'm always looking at an artistic eye. Because I think anybody can shoot a picture of a, a guy singing or playing guitar. Anybody can do that shit. Anybody can make a video with their phone and whatever. But it's just about doing it in an artistic way that kind of is appealing to the eye and where people are interested, you know. Because that's the big thing. People aren't interested in shit anymore. You know, they're all about their whatever they got going on in their phone and, you know back in the day when there were wooden phones we actually watched concerts people don't watch concerts they go to the concert they're not watching it they're just yeah, the phone you yeah. know it's, it's kind of sad people at home
0: jealous yeah or show and that really, they're doing something
1: and ain't nobody watching your shit on their yeah. you know? no shit because having this shit is like your sound is so <sighs> yeah. fucked up it's like <clears throat> the whole time and yeah. the video is so uh, the white balance is so wide a whack you can't even tell what the hell's going on or you know put the phone down you're, you're, people are Making videos for something i will never watch again mm-hmm. is sitting taking up space on the phone, and they wonder why they don't have any memory on the phone because you're taking all this mm-hmm. damn stupid video that you'll never watch. Yeah, the only thing if you're going to take video on your phone, I don't know, take, make porno. <laughs> That's what I say, make a porno. <laughs> this is something you might watch again, or at least show your buddies that you did.
0: But, yeah, <laughs> you know, it's like damn. I see a lot of artists now are trying to do where they make you take your phone away from you to go see their show. I, don't I know Garth problem Brooks with does that. that. I think Dave Chappelle does it.
1: A lot of comedians, yeah, do that too yeah. you know, nowadays. And I think that's great. Man, fucking do it.
2: I see people like, oh fuck that. I'm gonna I'm going leave my phone anywhere. It's like no moron. You put your phone in a pouch. Right. And you can only open the pouch in like certain areas of the venue. Yeah. If you get caught opening your pouch inside while you're watching you're gone. You're gone.
1: Tool does that, but they don't make you they don't take your phone, but they just pretty they're really just Resilient on watching, and if they see you do it, you're done. You don't get a warning. You don't get. It's just you're gone. You know. So there's no three chances or anything like that. You just you pull your phone out. And you get seen with video pictures. You just going home.
0: So, I think it's great. It's weird how that's become an extension of us, especially Dude. people that had it didn't have it before growing up.
1: We're cyborgs.
0: Yeah, yeah. I know, like uh, Elon Musk. That it's basically like a our, our AI. Mm-hmm. Essentially, is in our pocket at all times. Dude,
1: we're becoming like Luke Skywalker.
0: <laughs> man, I mean, really. I'm gonna yeah. tell you one thing:
2: the ChatGPT is is <gasps> wow. Yeah, it's it's crazy, man. So
1: y'all y'all been fucking with it? Yeah, yeah. I the I, I well, first
2: time I downloaded it, I paid for the like the forever yeah, version, yeah. you know, on app. I was like, draw big titty bitch. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> we don't do that. Yeah, we don't do that. And it was like, give me like a. Super PG, like why they can't do it and stuff or Okay, all this. I'm like, okay, it, that's disrespectful.
1: I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. Dude, I went, we were on tour. Uh, we, well, actually, was going to L.A. It we wasn't really a tour. We were just going out to L.A. We were working with Robbie Krieger from The Doors, and uh, that was freaking wild. But on the way out there, we were fucking with that chat GPT or whatever, and I was like, write me a, write me a country song. And, and also put the, in basic chords from guitar chords in in the order they're supposed to be in the song. Just the whole song. And that thing did it. Wrote the song, the chorus, pre chorus, even each of the chords on guitar and the chord progression. I was like, Wow, that's insane. And the song wasn't bad. So I was like, I'm gonna
0: save this shit. I'm like I'm leave. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's impressive how it, it it's better than Google. Oh, f- way better than Google. Yeah, it's, it's insane, dude. How like,
2: does it know everything? Like, does this, have, we, like, have have they like fed the computer or something? Like all this information?
1: Everything or? that's ever been put into the internet, it takes from. Oh. And so some of it's not correct because it only goes to, from what I understand, from 2020 or something. Yeah. So, or 21. And so anything that's been from 21 to 23, it doesn't know yet. But anything past that, everything it's been fed in this. That's why it's so smart. Cause it's, those are all that shit, but they updated, I think, you know, pretty regularly now. So maybe it's going to be even better. They're supposed to get it better and better every year. So
0: yeah, I was watching a uh, uh, guy fury, like food. Uh, what is it? Diners drives and dives, whatever that show's called. And he was talking about how he doesn't like eggs, like, especially like runny egg. Oh yeah. So I was like, chat GPT does guy fury like eggs. And it's like, yes, he does. He, he cooks with it all the time. And I said, no, he doesn't like it. And you're like, sorry, you're right. <laughs>
1: so it's like, wow. Yeah, right.
0: You can correct it. Yeah. That's you know? wild, man. And then sometimes, like, I do that for the podcast. Like, all descriptions now, I'll have it read right, the description out for me. And, and they're so all, good. i yeah, like, they geez. are. I've done that actually myself, you, too. Like, and something? I was like, no more of this and less of that. And then I'll do it. And I'm like, this saves me so much fucking time, man. You ain't, man. It's crazy. Man, I, I just think if we had that in school.
2: <laughs> so I was <laughs> watching a clip yesterday. And a kid goes a kid asked um what's the guy's name that lives in Nashville mm. ben Shapiro or something Oh, oh yeah. you know he's got a sister or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah he asked the question it's like so if chat gpt is available to us how is it considered cheating is it not just like not a, what you had as a calculator like plagiarism <clears throat> so then they he was asking something they uh, the answer was well school or cheating why why is it considered cheating and the, the, one of the guys goes Well, we shouldn't be viewing school as a contest. So I feel that you should be able to use it. Uh, and then, but Ben guy just shut it down. It's like, no, you can't do this and that and this. It's, it's bad for that. And you have to learn it yourself. But he's like, why? It's giving me the answer like a calculator. Right. I mean, and it, then he got frustrated and he stopped responding by the question. Shit, I couldn't even use a calculator in school, so. Like are those TI-85 calculators yeah, with yeah, like I've algebra. And I was like, I remember it was a really smart kid and he was he had the he had games on his. Yeah. I was like, please put that on me, man. I'll, I'll please put that on my uh, calculator. I,
1: I flunked algebra. He was like, Banksy. no,
2: no, no. I'm like, whatever.
1: They basically just passed me and I was really so he wouldn't see me in this year. That's so what he basically <laughs> told me. I was like two points from passing. I hated that shit. I hated school so much.
0: I think school is one of those things like they just have it so structured to just one person. And it's not geared towards everybody. Everybody yeah. doesn't learn the same. That was horrible. At that.
2: Well, there's a lady. I mean, there's a kid in Memphis that failed his TCAP, right right? Mm-hmm. But he had really good grades the whole year and now they're holding him back because he failed the T-cap. That's crazy. So his mom obviously is like, no, my son had nothing but good grades. How is he going to be held back because he didn't pass this one test? Yeah. So, you know, obviously he's going to go to the fourth grade but like, it's like, wait, if you fail that test, you don't go to the fourth grade, even though you have A's and B's in the whole semester, in the whole year. Some
0: people just don't test well either. That's true. Just I mean, I, that's what I always said
1: about myself. I just don't test well. <laughs> but it really is it sucked at everything. But school, I just didn't care about it. But like my sons, I have two sons, and one is on his second degree in college right now, and the Damn. other one's about to go to Belmont, in Nashville. <laughs> so, what I did something right with someone. You know?
0: <laughs> yeah, learning is. I think it's easier now because it's everything's at our fingertips. Yeah. Like it, before you had to really do research or like, even like people telling stories, like you can fact check somebody on the spot. People can't really just bullshit about something like they could back in the day. And then there's a lot of misinformation on there too. So it's like, it's kind of hard to decipher what is real and what's not real. Especially like sometimes I'll see stuff online. Somebody will post something like that doesn't sound right. So then I'll check it. And it's like some Bobo website that they found their stuff and, it's like, man, do your research before you just share shit. Yeah. Did you
2: guys see the the picture? This is from like 2016 or something like that. The picture of a, a young girl from the Philippines that made her... Uh, running shoes out of tape and she would have swoosh on them and wrote Nike also. <laughs> so they, so now it's coming around again and there's a, people are sharing it as like, like it's factual that Nike sent its CEO of the company down to the Philippines to serve this girl papers. I'm like, are you said, wait, 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 this doesn't, this, why would Nike? Okay. That's, that's kind of like, so I just Google did Nike sue little girl in Philippines. And it's completely false. Okay. So yeah. It's like no. It's image. no. It's completely false. But the guy,
1: the person, just shared it because he thought it was true. All these custom shoes that people do with the Nikes. It's yeah. Like you would think that that would be way before they'd go get a little girl in the Philippines. So like, yeah, Nike,
2: Nike Philippines gave her like five pairs of running shoes, some like backpacks, and more swag and that stuff like about that. Right. Yeah. Like I was like, hey man, like I just said, no, this isn't true, and I linked the where I found the article, like the correct thing on there,
0: right. Yeah, some people just want to just share misinformation. It's just shared. Some people just like attention, man. Yeah, you're right. They like to get people riled up. They're trolls. A lot of online trolls. Fucking everywhere. Just, I think they should just abolish
1: Facebook and <laughs> all that shit, you know. It's stupid.
2: Well, now it's, you know, now they've got, you know, Instagram, not Instagram, but uh, TikTok. TikTok is going to be, they keep on talking about it. They know they're fixing year a year. Yeah, they're fixing a ban. It they or did it in Montana or somewhere, didn't they? Oh, uh, yeah. Our friend Andrew that owns this company, Do That Lives, he was talking about on one of his Instagram videos yesterday. Wow. Like, I don't think they can upload stuff anymore. To, uh, tickets, it gone.
0: Right. So this- there's a way around it. They can get, like, a VPN. Right, but still. Yeah. yeah, but it's dumb.
2: Oh, that's right, because remember we asked them, remember we? didn't we talk about this before? Like, uh, what are you going to do when TikTok's gone? I'm just going to ha- I'll just upload a VPN. <laughs> I just, the only, I don't even post my
0: TikTok. I just watch other people's shit, really. Yeah, because, like, I know, like, even on Pornhub in, when I say Utah, they have, like, a thing that comes up, and you have to put, like, poly like your, <laughs> you have to put your, like, <laughs> driver's license in it. Wow. And so, okay. like, people are getting on a VPN to look at porn, which is crazy, but. Yeah,
1: that's it's crazy.
2: So, what? You can't look at porn in Utah without
0: giving your uh, personal information? Yeah, you know? have to give your personal information.
1: I wonder what the number one trending thing on
0: porn is right now. Let's look. Probably MILF. Think. my mom. Like that, or like step that mom sister, and step-sister shit. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah that's, that was always wild when it come, first came out. And I was like, whoa, look at this shit. That's, now this is a thing. It's like, damn, I didn't have any stepsisters growing up.
0: <laughs> so there's this chick, and she's like a popular porn star. She does like a lot of MILF stuff. And there's a video of her, I guess, on Pornhub when it comes up in Utah. I think it's Utah. But she's talking about how like your state's doing this, blah, blah, blah. And then she did an article where she was talking about how like she doesn't want It disgusts her that kids that are in high school watch her do her porn, but she's doing MILF and stepmom porn. Well, that's fucking stupid. Like, how, like, you're, you're a hypocrite. Yeah. Like, you're, what do you, you're a mom ish person, fucking somebody that's supposed to be your child's. Basically, you're doing incest porn. Yeah. Or kids that are in high school. Like, come on now. Like, so you, you don't think teenagers are watching your shit? I know people are crazy, man. Well, first time I ever met, um, well, however, I met Corey Taylor, the singer of Slipknot.
1: It was because of a porn star that I was banging at the time. <laughs> and um, she uh, she was right in the middle of doing it. She was like, we had like TV going and a Slipknot video comes on and she just stops what she's doing. And she looks at me and goes, oh, I used to fuck Corey Taylor. I went, <laughs> really? She's like, yeah, we're good friends. I mean, still kind of, I guess. And I was like, what do you mean, you guess? She's like, well, he's, you know, I'm mad at him. And I, she's like, I guarantee, <laughs> you, I could. like, I can message him right now, and the first thing is, I, it'll come back is, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. And I was like, well, oh no, you got to tell me now what's going on. She's like, well, when he first, when they were on the Ozfest tour like years ago, she was like. I was on the tour with him. He said he was married, but I didn't know she was, he was married because he never told me. Mm-hmm. And for almost two years, I fucked him on tour and did this shit until I found out. And then I found out and I was like, fuck it. She's like, you know the song Vermillion? And I said, yeah. And she's like, it's about me. I was like, get the fuck out of here. And she's like, no, I'm serious. I'll fucking message you right now if you don't believe me. I was like, do it. <laughs> <laughs> she messaged him. I swear five minutes later, the first thing to come back. I'm so sorry <laughs> I was like What the fuck I was like Okay uh, Tell him uh, I'll be in um, Louisville, Kentucky Sunday They're playing <laughs> Tell him I want to meet him She's yeah. like Bet so he, She She actually told him He's like Alright I got him Sunday I was in Louisville I get a text message From our random number It says Hey man It's Corey Meet me in the uh, Back where the coffee is not catering I was like For real <laughs> I get there and I'll go backstage and I see Sid Wilson, who's their DJ, and I've known him for a while. We've actually met years ago and hung out. And he's sitting on the back of a golf cart with a fucking uh, little toy DJ scratching table. And I was like, what the fuck is that? And he's like, let's do a photo shoot. I was like, on the back of a golf cart? I was like, no, I'm meeting your boss, Corey. Where's he at? And he's like, I think he's in drinking coffee. And I go in there, and sure enough, he's in there, and he sees me. First thing out of his mouth, he goes, so we're Eskimo brothers, huh? <laughs> I was like, oh, <laughs> fuck.
2: You know, so he was cool. He's was cool as fuck. Wow. Yeah, the top trending thing right now on Pornhub is... Take off condom. The rest of them are porn what? stars. What? I didn't know they were condoms and porn. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it just says take off condom, I and mean, you got like some of the top porn stars. Wow. And the top trending porn star right now is uh Abble Abel, uh, Danger.
0: Abella. Sorry,
2: I'm What's, Danger. What's that? She's hot.
1: Oh, I don't never seen her. Yes. I guess I've got just I forget the name for uh, the girl I like. She's kind of wild, but uh, it's probably an older girls. Christy Mack? Now, Christian, but she's hot though. Yeah. Uh, damn. Uh, Adrian uh something chick.
2: Oh,
0: that's the chick that broke her back or whatever. I don't recently. know. i break her back. Yeah. <laughs> I just saw recently on she she broke her back in like she was at some uh convention or something. She jumped in a foam pit and like broke her tailbone or something, wow. and then she was out of commission. She's hot, but okay. then like I saw on Twitter, she was talking about how like she hates that she did porn, all of other shit. And then there was, like, this this podcast I follow, and she was on the podcast, and then there, it was recently, and they were talking about how, like, some trans uh, woman yeah. put her fist up her ass.
2: Oh, yeah. She I, fucks her fans, too. I'm like, what the Do fuck? Remember bro? back in the day when Snapchat was first coming around? She would have, like, full-on orgies on her snaps. Yeah. Like, and then she stopped doing it, but I didn't, I didn't know who she was. And I found her again. Well, they said
1: that she'll fuck her. Like her fans will like, uh, you can like email or something and she'll pick out certain fans and she'll let come bang her and stuff. I'm like, man,
0: what's that email address? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just wonder how they like truly feel. Like, I wonder if they, they get no tired feelings. of the persona. Cause that would be like mind numbing. I feel to always have to put on this air. Like I'm just this fuck machine. Yeah.
2: I don't know. I mean that, and this is going to be on the internet for the end of the internet forever until we, everyone is dead. Yeah, because like there's like porn on the internet, like on Pornhub even, all well, like, like videos from like the seventies and yeah. shit. Like you know that they're, they're all they're everywhere still. Well,
1: well, you know there's a guy. You know, uh, um, 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 shit, Chris Brown, not the not the singer uh, that does the R and B and stuff, but the Chris Brown that's a rocker that lives here in Memphis.
0: The one that what was the, what was it? You back at them used to do Yeah, shows? yeah, that's him that's Yeah, him. okay.
1: Well, you know how he got like all that all that money, right? Mm. Well, I know this is public record, so I mean, he don't care if I talk, talk about it because I've even interviewed him about this on my thing. And uh, apparently, when they were first being a band, they got a bunch of money from like Universal or whatever. And he had his little cut of it. Well, some friend is his coming to me and was like, hey, man, can I borrow some money? He was like, well, I guess. And he's like, what would you need? He was like, like five grand or something. I can't remember what it was, but something, nothing really big. Yeah. And it was back in the early 90s. The Internet was just becoming a thing, you know. So it wasn't really porn on there or anything. And so years went by, and Chris said, well, you know, I kind of forgot about the guy giving him the money. So the guy just hit me up one day, like, years later. I was like, hey, man, I need you to come to Florida. It's like, for what? Well, that money you let me borrow. It's like, I need you to come down and sign your your rights of the company off because you have a little piece of this company. Like, what, what the fuck was the company? He's like, porn up. Wow. And that's how he got that money for – that's why he lives in that big, like, 14,000-square-foot house with 10 bathrooms. Oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah.
2: So that guy took $5,000 yeah, from invested
1: the- it into this guy's startup company, which was, like, Pornhub or U-Porn or one of those fucking – I don't know which one exactly. It was yeah. one of them, but it was back when it first – the Internet became the Internet. So it was, like, back in the day. And that's Jeez. how he made his money. He, I think he said he was, like – I can't remember exactly, man. It was like $8 million or something. What it was man. crazy amount of money off of 5Gs. It was like...
0: <laughs> There's a joke on Curb Your Enthusiasm. Like, Larry goes to this guy's house. He used to be a porn star. And he's like, this is the house that cum built. And that's basically like his <laughs> That's house, it, man. <laughs> I mean,
1: you would never know, have known that about Chris. I mean, I wouldn't have. I, I've always wondered. I got the fucking
2: big-ass mansion and Rolls Royce and shit. Well, that was it. Well, wow. like... It's crazy how much money they're still making to this day in porn. And yeah. they're still putting out DVDs. And, well, I don't know if DVDs, but like they're still putting out like new productions like daily or hourly. And people still watch it. Like, this is the first time they ever seen this shit. Yeah. yeah. I was like, <laughs> who's paying for this? this like, well, I mean, new.
0: That's why OnlyFans got so big. Oh, yeah. Because well, I think a lot of guys like, especially the, the uh, pay per view part of it where they get like, the girl will make them a custom video so it feels like it's for them. That's right.
1: Even though they probably sold the same video to 10 <laughs> yeah. I think it's more like just the girl next door, hometown. I know that girl if I went to school with her. I'm going to see her fucking somebody or whatever they're doing. I think that's a lot of it, too. Just Because a lot of porn, you know, I know I'd rather watch sometimes amateur porn than watch that, you know, the professional. Yeah. It just seems more realistic to me, you know. Instead of having some guy with a drill and a, damn, you know what I mean? He's like, what the fuck does this shit? I mean, I've tried it, but I mean, it's like, it's not commonplace to do that.
0: Because I always used to say, like, especially it's not porn, but like when we would go to platinum, when they have the amateur girls yeah, get up on that was that hotter was than fun. seeing the strippers. Because yeah, you're wild. not supposed to see them. Right.
1: But, you know, half those girls were actually really strippers. <laughs> right. but, you know, they were just pretending. So they would, you know. They were from like a different club. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we were talking about that earlier, how they had squirt shows and shit. Like people would never believe that went down back in the day. But that, that shit was real. Wow. i am
2: trying to tell these kids. Uh, what, what it was. No, nah, that didn't happen there. No Boom. way. Shit. I've sat next to
1: iced tea one time in there. Uh, no shit. It was wearing the uh, MTV uh, music and sports festival they had downtown mm-hmm. and uh, iced tea was in there and I was sitting there and they cleared out a whole section right beside me and he come and shared the damn table with me. And I'm like, we're on the couch on the, one of those walls back there and is iced tea me and his little posse or whatever. And I'm like, this is wild shit. You know, see rock stars and wrestlers and Yeah,
0: I remember seeing John Cena stand in the hallway there one I saw time. the big show in there too, one time.
2: he was so uh, pretty very much he was the one that made them all come to the strip club. When they would come in town, uh the big show uh he would be like, Hey, we're going to platinum when we get done. Okay, let's get ready. We're going to platinum. Like he was like the spearhead on that. We're going to platinum when we get done, like over and over and over.
1: I saw something crazy in there. I saw Courtney Love in there one time. Oh, oh really? Fucked up, man. It's back when they were filming that movie, the, uh, that, that Larry Flint movie. Oh, yeah. And she was in town, you know, doing it. And they were, she was be fucked up. They would have to drag her out of that place. Like that's how fucked up she would be in there. Damn. Just out of her mind. And I was like, what the fuck is going on?
0: Yeah, girls would come all over the world, or country at least, to come here and dance because yeah. that place was so renowned.
1: Well, you know, you'd be you never would see the same girl twice almost in there. You'd no. be girls like where'd she come from? <laughs> oh, they're all from Arizona, Las Vegas, you know. Uh Kid Rock would be in there. Matter of fact, like I think I don't remember exactly the song, but I wanna say God knows why video or something. Most of every girl in that damn video was Platinum Plus Girls. Really? I'll come off this Kid Rock played at the Daisy this is back in like ninety eight, ninety nine. He just came out with his first album and he played there and, uh, stained open for him. That's how fucking long ago it was. And, uh, they come off the stage. I'm back. This is the night I about got beat up by all of them. Uh, I'm backstage and my girlfriend and, and another friend of mine's, uh, girlfriend, rest in peace. She, um, they wanted to get on the bus and I was like, fuck it, get on the bus. I was like, but when it's time to go, let's go. I ain't gonna, you ain't gonna sit on there and be weird. So I can see them through the bus window because they had the curtains open and shit. And I wasn't in any kind of music like I am now with stuff. I didn't know anybody, but I'm hanging out back just kind of by the bus and they're all in there hanging out. Well, the security guy, he comes up He closes the curtain. I'm like, Oh, fuck no. So I'm like, tell him get the fuck off the bus and they're not coming so I'm drunk I've been drinking Jack and Coke or something. so I punched the window of the, of the bus like the front window like about bust the fucking thing out the whole band comes just pouring off the bus to beat my ass needless to say that uh, Stephanie the drummer was real cool she'd come out kind of straightened it all out It was like if you want on the bus so bad come on you get on the bus I was like alright fuck it and I've on the bus now I'm on the bus but it was funny because Kid Rock had like I remember him getting on there and he was fucked up they said it was Special K he'd been fucked up on that shit and he had basically, what well, came on the bus, he had his arm around two girls. And they were dragging his feet, like, to get on the bus. <laughs> and they were both girls from Platinum. I recognized them. And they got on the bus, and he was, there was a line of girls lined up in the little hallway there where the bunks were. And there was a little area in the very back of the bus, the lounge area. And I will never forget it. He was sitting there and had the door open. And he had a video camera, the old school, with the VHS tape thing within his eye. And he's videoing girls sucking his dick. Wow! And I'm like, this is wild. You know, I'm seeing this shit, you know. Jesus uh, Christ. Yeah, and then let's say like year, maybe years later, months later, I'd heard on the radio where him and Scott staff of Creed, of all people, had been busted doing that. I I remember hearing that.
0: I do remember that. I was like, I saw them. When I saw them, I saw him doing it, (laughs) so it makes sense. I was like, I understand
1: that now. Like, I I totally get it. They were doing it.
0: Yeah, Platinum, that will, there will never be a place like that no, ever never
1: again. Been all over the country, strip club. never been to one, nothing
0: like it. Not even close to it. I remember one time, I, the first time I walked in there, because the first strip club I went to was Babes. Oh, I think dude, I was, it was like 19. Brooks Road? Yeah. And dude, I was like, is this is crazy. And I was like, this place is disgusting. And I was yeah, like, I've never is... gone to a strip club <laughs> ever you ever go to King of
1: Clubs? Yeah, I did. Nah, no, was that, was, that was like, disgusting, dude. Yeah. yeah.
0: And wow. so I go in there, and then uh my my turn 21, and my buddy's like, we're going to go to Platinum for your birthday. I was like, nah. And I'm like, yeah, you're going to love this place. Mm-hmm. Walk in, two girls eating pussy on the <laughs> fucking stage. All day. I was like, what the fuck is this shit? <laughs> I gotta go. I gotta
1: go. Oh. Was you ever in there when they had like, they, like when Pizza Hut would just bring pizzas in and just drop them off, or they have like the buffet shit in there? Like, uh. I was like they would have breakfast, like, once every once in a while, I'll have like some kind of weird food thing going on. I'm like, who the fuck's eating in here? You know, <laughs> we're all on blow and ecstasy. Yeah. <laughs> and the bathrooms were so fucked up. Man. They were so disgusting. It was always Dude. like a condom in the I'll urinal. I'll never forget. <laughs> I went in the bathroom once and I had a little bag of blow. so we were all sharing it. You know, we'd all was like, hey, here, take it, go to the bathroom. So we had this, one of those little bitty Ziploc bags. That were yeah. like, I had that thing. They were hard to get into, you know. they really tiny ones, Dude, right? Yeah, 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 I remember that. And I remember it being in a stall, and this stall was fucked up. It had it was stopped up from one. It had toilet paper just fucking <laughs> everywhere, shit in it, pissed. This is how fucked up I was at the time. I'm trying to get this thing open, and I drop the coke in the bathroom in the toilet, I'm, and I'm like, fuck, the guys are gonna be so mad. <laughs> so I just reach in this bitch, and I pick it up. <laughs> slinging it and I fuck it open. I did my shit. And I walked back in there and I never told them that shit was in the building. Look,
2: I've dropped, I've, I've dropped a bag, a baggie before in the bathroom at Hooters uh, by, by the mall. In Hooters, where you partying yeah. in Hooters? <laughs> what the fuck. So it's like, and then the worst thing, the worst thing about this is like, it's like two thirty on a Wednesday. Okay? <laughs> that is fucked So up. like, we were in there hanging out. I um, I I got the coke. I came. I was like, hey guys, I got it. I got it. I go bathroom. I do it and I'm not even paying attention, and this just falls out of my hand. And you see the coat, it's like slow motion. It's like the bag turns and the coat goes all in the fucking toilet. Oh no. So I'm looking at this bag. The bag is like floating, half, half sunk because my the- mind's like, it's, it's over it's with. Done. It's done. Fuck it. It's over with. just say I went out there and said, So glad I didn't get the money from y'all yet because here's what happened. <laughs> it was like. <laughs> The fuck, man? What are we supposed to do? I'm oh, like, I guess we have to get some more coke.
1: <laughs> I was in Vegas once and I was sitting there at a slot machine at like five in the morning. And I mean, I'm half asleep, really. I'm just like, fuck, I'm waiting on a partner of mine. This guy just walks about the nowhere and goes, you can't win nothing if you, if you're asleep. And I was like, <laughs> what? He's like, if you need some, something, you know, come over to the bar. I've got like a bag left. And I was like, I'm good. I started thinking about it and i was like "Fuck it and i went over to the bar and i was like yeah and he said go back to your slot machine i got you and he said put the money in a cigarette box so i put it in there flipped the cigarette box. he come back gave me like a gram of coke go to the bathroom and i'm thinking i'm gonna do i ain't got nothing to do this with and i'm sitting on the toilet just kind of like trying to put it on the toilet paper thing you know and i I can't, I don't have any, anything to do. It's like, fuck it. I'm just going to like push it to the edge. Like what I'm going to do, I'm going to put it in the corner. And, oh, yeah. 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 And stick the dollar in there and just snort that corner. No, it didn't work. <laughs> I snorted the whole gram. This didn't one thing. And it freaked me out. I was like, Oh fuck. I'm going to die. My heart's beating fucking fast as shit. And I'm in this damn bathroom. I'm like, I just did too much Coke. I just did too much Coke. And then I realized, fuck, where's my phone? And I left my phone in the bar. So I'm like, damn it! So I run back and I go to the bar and they're like, oh, the bar's closed now. Sorry, sir. And I'm like, well, well, you ain't got my phone? Like, oh, the security's got it. <laughs> so I'm like, fuck! So I'm just coked up and I'm trying to find the security and I find it. And I walk up to security and instantly I see this guy going. <laughs> I didn't put a lock on my phone because back then it was before really locks were a thing. You know, it was like you can if you want to put it on there and nobody really did. So I see this guy looking through my phone and I'm like, fuck it. I was like, dude, can I get my phone? He's like. Oh, you got, you know, how do I know it's your phone? I was like, because
0: I'm in every picture you're looking at right now, you <laughs> motherfucker.
2: <laughs> Fucking tour.
0: What are girls like on tour? Are they as like, what are they, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, are they getting digged down? Yeah, like not cotton? really. Yeah, it's, groovy, not like, like yeah a, it's
1: not really a thing no more. Mm. It used to be, of course, like Motley Crue days, but that's why like I told somebody, that it's like in the 80s, you had Motley Crue and you had Poison all these dudes. They were like fucking everybody, their moms and sisters and everything. You get to the 90s and then music became more like we're about something. Mm. The music has got something to say. It's not about partying. It's about political. Let's stand up for something, which is cool. I agree. I, I think it's <clears throat> It was. I love that 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 year of the music come out like that. My favorite shit, you know, Reggie's Machine and Pearl Jam and Nirvana and all that shit. Austin Chains, great bands, you know, and then something flipped again, like around 2000 with the new metal and stuff. It kind of became party again, you know, a little bit, but now it's kind of like it's all business, man. There's none of that fun shit that goes mm. down. I'm sure that there is sometimes because sometimes even like I've noticed for like young bands they like you just get signed or something They got that mentality, but as far as really doing it, it this doesn't really happen, you know. And I'm sure that there is girls that still, like, Throw stuff at them. They're probably still doing it, but it's not out there like it used to be.
2: Mm. It's more like
0: hidden, and it's probably like in a DM. Probably more. Similar. Oh yeah, for sure. Well, for sure. I asked.
2: Yeah. I asked Eubank one day. I was like, Eubank, what is it like when you guys go backstage and shit? Because I found this meme, right?
1: <laughs> I tell you what, it's like. It's like one guy's stringing his guitar, one guy's Facetiming with his girlfriend,
2: one guy's taking a <laughs> nap. That's what it is. That is exactly. I was like, dude, is this? Is this meme pretty accurate? He's like. It is one hundred percent accurate. It was like, what are the bands doing backstage now in today's music? And it was like there it was like a picture of security standing there yep. and then like five guys just like two overhead guitars in their, off. Yeah, they had guitars <laughs> in their hand and shit like that. Yeah, it's 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 so
1: funny because it's like the biggest thing that we say on tour is like. Hurry up and wait. Mm. That's what you do on tour. You get you get to a you're at one venue, you get on a bus, you gotta hurry up, hurry up, get there. You gotta be there. You gotta hurry up and get there so you can set up for the next show. But then you get there and you're just sitting there waiting. You wait and you wait and you wait and you wait. And, you wait and you're like, fuck, you're so bored. You go and get up. You walk around the venue about five thousand times. You go to catering five hundred times. You go to uh you just walk around like the neighborhood, you know, if you can, if it's a good area, like if you're in San Antonio, you might walk the river walk or something. Yeah. You just get doing something to buy the time until the show starts. It's fucking boring. It, everybody wants, I have so many friends like, oh man, uh, the show's coming. Can you get me backstage? I was like, for what? There ain't shit going on back there you want to see? You'll be bored to death. you yeah. will it, be actually your, the fantasy you have about backstage will be crushed if you go back there. And it's like, you will have way better time in that crowd watching the show. You will be backstage or even side stage watching it. It's uh, too many rules, too much shit going on nowadays. You know, there's it's nothing like it used to be. It's it's boring. It truly is.
0: It seems like the music industry fucks the people, too, because I was listening to Jelly Roll on Joe Rogan. Yeah. And he was talking about there's like popular country stars. Who are basically in debt to these music people? Dude, forever. rap
1: artists, all, dude, you have no clue. These rappers, you know how much they're capping? Dude, they're like fucking, they ain't true. This shit ain't real. They ain't got all this jewelry. They ain't got these cars. They ain't got these houses. It's all rented, leased fucking shit. Mm. They, they aren't making any money. And I mean, with streaming, you're barely making shit. And then, you know, uh, unless merch is about where you make your money. Mm. And that's only if you don't have like 360 deals where they're, they're taking half of the shit. I, we were lucky with our shit when I was signed back in 2007 because our record label we went bankrupt. So that made them null and void of their contracts. We got all keep all of our shit. That was actually was amazing. So we had spent all this money on recording an album. We owed them probably like $35,000. We ain't owe them shit no more. You know, cause they went bankrupt. They, they went all on their contract on us. And so. You know, we got to keep all of our merch and shit. So, but merch is where most of these bands even get the money for gas to get to the next town. You ain't got shit. And, like, nowadays, if I go on a tour, the first thing I ask is, is there catering? Because I don't, you know, I know I'm not going to make much money, but at least I'm going to get fed every night, yeah. you know, yeah. if there's catering. And that's with, like, bigger tours. Like, like I know when we went, out was, like, uh, with the Devour of the Day, they always would go out with bigger bands, like Skillet or somebody that. Bands that sell out every fucking night. You think Skillet sells? It? Hell yeah, these dudes are these Christian bands. They'll sell out every fucking venue, everyone. Whenever mm-hmm. bands that are, you think are huge, bigger, larger, larger, they're selling out. And they've got lines around the damn block to buy their damn t shirts. It's wild, man, how, how it works. And But, you know, that's how we would do it. It's the money with merch made is what would get us to where we need to be
0: most of time. So do you think it's going to be like a collective thing where everybody's like, we're just not going to put our music on there or we're not going to give you the power. Because um, I know you're under contract, but it's like you still have to have the product from the person.
1: I think everybody's going to just be independent for it's all said and done. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, Dolph did it great, you know, when he was doing it. I mean, I've done stuff for him when he was alive and he's just he had it going on. He knew what he was doing. Like, I'm going to tell you another person. Genius. Fucking genius. Muck Sticky. Mm dude's from right here in Memphis. He's been doing this shit before anybody did it, as far as being independent. This dude was like, he's going to the Cannabis Cup in Amsterdam. He went on no label. They're paying him to do that shit because he put himself out there. Everybody knows his music's kind of hokey and wacky, and it's not like something you just bump in your car. But it... It, it was popular with these younger kids because it smoked weed and shit. I mean, it, it blew the fuck up. Yeah, I thought it went he,
0: viral on TikTok. Yeah. And he
1: knew what he, how to market that shit. He's yeah. a genius. I mean, talking about a guy that was in, had already graduated college before he was in like 16 years old. I mean, if you, this, if y'all don't know his story, y'all should really think about getting him on here sometime because he, dude is amazingly smart. Like, he will blow your mind with the shit. Mm. And he's actually opened a lot of doors for me, like with um Eagles of Death Metal, the band that was in Paris whenever they had those attacks where the guys come in and shot up the whole place and killed yeah. like 90 kids inside. That band that was playing on stage, he hooked me up with them. He did a video with them during COVID when nobody was doing shit. He had this guy flying from L.A., the lead singer, Jesse Hughes, come in. They did a music video together. I was there, part of it. It was great. And now I'm friends with Jesse Hughes. I go to LA, I go hang out with him at his house. You know, but that's the kind of person Muck is. He's just very he's smart. He knows yeah. how to get in and make money like that. And he's and he's still doing it. Like TikTok, he's making probably no telling how much off TikTok. I mean, he got in whenever it started, started doing his little quirky stuff, and yeah. it's like it blew he the fuck off, up. Yeah. You know. And you know he's he's been around forever. So a lot of guys, I know that a lot of musicians around here probably made fun of him for being what he is. But you can't make fun of the dude whenever he's doing way more than you're doing. Yeah, and been doing it consistently and for years and years and years, and living where he lives on a beach in a fucking beach house, and never had a
0: job. So that tells you right there he's doing something. I saw something one day that said, "It's only corny until it pops off." That's right. That's exactly right. And all it takes is
1: one and that's, look at him he, yeah. all you gotta do is get on TikTok talk about some weed and, and boom
2: yeah, what's the guy's name that blew up during COVID uh, he, he's, it's funny he's funny as shit he plays the oh, yeah. piano uh, he was like Rillen. a lawyer something
1: like that yeah didn't even do any of that shit he just started doing it now yeah. he's fucking huge yeah. I think his shit's goofy but hey you know <laughs> whatever I like watching him because he's just I don't know something about the like train wreck or something it's like watching him he's yeah because
2: it's just
0: random shit he's like he it's just, yeah, you don't know what.
1: There's no like. I've lyrics. done that many times. Up. <laughs> talk just talking, yelling at shit.
0: You know. It's like they say, "There's an ass for every seat, man." There and is. And
2: his videos. I mean, I saw one today. He heard like a kids band playing, like a like a drum band. You know, like the mar- marching band. Yeah. He's like, "Hey, yo, yo, y'all, y'all come over here," and he uh recorded a little sample of them doing it, and then he uploaded it to his like computer or whatever like while they were in front of him and then they all started playing together and he had the loop going from when they were doing it and they were all singing and stuff it was so crazy. cool crazy yeah
1: yeah I had this little song I did one time and uh, the only reason I did it was because we were in the studio in, um, in Florida and a lot of the studios, they buy consoles, the consoles that, um, for, they're not usually new. They buy them from other studios that maybe are like, I, I think the story goes with the one over here at American studios is it was this, the console that recorded Tools Lateralis, uh, CD, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Well, it's this studio had the console that did Dr. Dre's Chronic album. So I was like, dude, you want it to be rad to write a rap song and do it on that console? Mm-hmm. Just to say I did a song on that. So I, I was like, oh, right, you want to do it? And I was like, Really? Okay. So the producer and they come up with a little hook real quick on a keyboard, and I got over there and wrote this stupid ass rap song, and I was like, "Fuck!" It actually wasn't so bad. And I put it on TikTok or whatever, and it just fucking blew up all of a sudden. I was like, "Man, I wish this thing would go viral, though." You know, like <laughs> just use this little fucking piece of the song, you know. But
0: uh, I saw a kid bought a house. He was able to buy a house because it was during the pandemic, and he had that on board in the house board. Oh, so, uh, yeah. little thing that went viral and I guess he got paid off it yeah. enough to buy a house.
1: Yeah. I keep hoping my shit would do that. Because I, I even had a little alter ego. My rap name was Jesus Christ. <laughs> 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 Second coming. Jesus Christ.
0: Wow. Yeah, it's... uh, The internet has changed the game, man. You... It's... It gives you information, and you can definitely make money off it if you really want to. Yeah, if you're not lazy
1: about it, yeah. wanna, wanna just, all you Want to just like I do is just kind of just give a little effort, and you can do a lot because
0: this internet is going to do it for you. And it's like if you're ignorant to something, get online and figure it out. <laughs> I mean, everybody's smart, especially like with YouTube. Man, YouTube has helped me out with so Dude, much shit. That's
1: how. That's it's, without YouTube, I wouldn't be a photographer. Mm. That's how I became a photographer. Really, I got on YouTube. I didn't know anything about any of it. I watched countless tutorials on cameras and editing and setting up shit and how to do this and how to do that I mean you know how hard it is to get a fucking photo pass to a concert if you don't know what the fuck you're doing mm-hmm. you gotta have like work for a magazine or a news media source or something you gotta email these people and convince them why wow, the fuck you need a photo pass and somebody like me that didn't work for media at the time I was lying like a motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> dude I remember walking into a festival in Florida in Jacksonville it was Welcome to Rockville Slipknot was playing I had an old Slipknot photo pass that Sid Wilson actually had signed, like, autographed it for me. And I would go through, and I had this guitar that just in my trunk, and I was like, all right, i got to figure out a way to get in this festival. I went around to the stage door, and I I looked at what passes were being used, and I had so many old passes, and I found out what color kind of matched what they had. It wasn't exactly like, but, you know— and there was an old lady working the back and back <laughs> She ain't no shit. Yeah. I took that pass, and I just flashed that. And it was an orange pass. I remember she she's kind of looked at it, and I had the guitar in my hand. She thought not to nothing about it. I walked straight through the back door, and it was a Slipknot pass. So I kept it sitting right there, and people were literally going, oh, that goes to the guys with Slipknot. <laughs> because I didn't have a mask on, they didn't know what the fuck I looked like. <laughs> I walked straight back to the backstage and shot that old show. It was wow. awesome, but that's what I used to do. I used to just lie and and manipulate whatever I had to do to get back there. You know, you, it's crazy the things you'll think of to try to get back there.
0: You know, I saw this thing one time. It's like as long as you have a ladder, you can go anywhere, dude. You know, <laughs> no, you know, what I found, what I
1: found out, really, this is the honest <laughs> truth. As long as you feel. And confident enough that you think that you should be back there. Yeah. People don't know the difference. They don't think that you are supposed to be back there. Yeah. Especially when you look a certain type of way. Like you look like me with tattoos and all shit. They don't know any different a lot of times. And they're not gonna look at your passes too much. They're just gonna be like, oh, they see a kind of color of what they're supposed to be. They'll let you go. Yeah. I don't know how many times I've done that shit. I mean, really just walk back there. Like I fucking like you own the place. Yeah, I'm supposed to be here. Yeah. You know? And if you go early enough before the show starts, while they're still setting up, sometimes you can just walk back there, but not even worrying about a damn mm. security. Cause they're not there yet. And if you get seen Duke back there before all it starts, they already see you back there. They don't think nothing about it. And then you walk in and now, like, Hey man, what's going on? <laughs> it's crazy. man. It's crazy.
0: Yeah. It's like, I was already here. Okay. Yeah, exactly.
1: I'm already here. Yeah. I've done that so many times. So many times. Like, oh, man, i some people. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I was all by myself. And I did this all by myself. And so I had a lot of, I lost a lot of friends doing this shit because I had friends that were jealous of me doing this. They're mm-hmm. like, where's Harshman? At? I was like, oh, he's out fucking taking pictures for Pantera or some shit like that. And I was like, well, fuck, man, what do you want me to do? I'm going to sit in the same bar, talk about the same shit I talked about last year with you motherfuckers instead, or go to Pantera. Fuck it. I'm gonna buy, I'll am gonna. i drive to Seattle by myself. Drive to fucking Syracuse, New York by myself. Yeah, it sucked. But you know what? I got the experiences, and I got to see cool shit and do cool shit. I've got a lot of cool stories to tell. I might not be rich. I may not be famous for it, but fuck it. I got to do it. Yeah. You know, I might... You know, whatever. I mean, because
0: at the end of the day, we can't take the possessions with
1: us. We can't, man. We take memories with us all the way until we die. But yeah. that's about it, you know. And I got to do the shit. We only live once, man. Life's short. Might as well try to do all you can. Even if you don't get to do it, try again and keep doing it. Because, I mean, eventually you will you get to do something cool.
0: Yeah. You know. It sounds and- like a lot of crabs in the bucket type people. It's like I. We have a friend of ours and he's out in California and I right now with a fighter. He's been in the UFC. And some one of our friends was like messaging him, and he was like, "Why are you out there? That should be me." And it's like, "Why are you hating on somebody yeah. trying to do something?"
1: Exactly, and that's what I got when I first started doing this shit. I got a lot of like, "What the fuck? What do you know about this? What do you? I don't. But I'm learning, and I'm figuring it out. Yeah, you know. And if it's and I've got a goal in my head of what I want to do." And I'm gonna try to get that to that goal. And if I get there, I do. If I don't, I don't. I mean, I've done a lot of stupid shit. before I did this, you, I know this is going crazy. But I used to wrestle oh, really? on, <laughs> on Channel Five wrestling. Really? Yeah. And <laughs> hey, yeah. that was an accident. An accident. I set the ring up for Don Bass, an old school wrestler, on on Friday nights. Me and this other kid, we set the ring up. One day, Brickhouse Brown got there early. Said, "Hey, work out with me in the ring." I ain't know nothing about that shit. Worked out with him in the ring. Next thing I know, I'm in the damn ring with the fucking Brickhouse Brown and King Mabel getting my ass kicked. Every night for the next three years, I fucking wrestled got my ass kicked. But that was something stupid that I just thought was cool that I wanted to yeah. do for a minute. I did it. It was fun. I left, and I don't do it no more. But if
0: it was like a little time in my life. I was like, I did it. That's the power of yes. As it is, Like man. saying yes to a lot of things yes. and get you a lot of good shit. Dude,
1: no. What gets you a lot of shit is being by yourself. Mm. When, when you're with people— that will hold you back from doing a lot of shit. I can see that, yeah. Being by myself, I got to do way more shit. Way more. Way more. Because you don't have nobody telling you in your ear, nah, no, let's don't do that, yeah Putting it that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or, you tell, or some people don't want you, if you get in a situation where you might can go hang out backstage somewhere, a lot of times it's not about, you're not getting to go back there. It's about, oh, well, you're with too many people. Mm. I'm not going to bring you back because you've yeah. got three people three, with you. Yeah. And you don't want to leave them back behind. You're like, oh, man, I'm going to leave you. I can't go back. I'm not going to go back because you're with me. Yeah. I'm not going to leave you out here. Fuck it. I'll leave your ass out there. I'm going back there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we come in the world alone. We die alone. That's so it, it's man. Like,
1: and that's the way know. I feel, too. I mean, I'm a loner most of the time. I mean, I've got friends. I've got Perry and all these guys I hang out with. But i really do most shit every day by myself and they'll tell you it's like you know we don't even know where the fuck he is today you know I'm not, <laughs> I, like i over the weekend i was I could have been at home it was my birthday but fuck i was, instead of going out drinking with all them i was out hiking pretty much by myself yeah. you know in the fucking mountains of arkansas in the middle of the rainstorm and but that's what i wanted to do fuck it yeah
0: yeah that's i can always go to the bar and drink yeah and it's your day, so you might as well do I, what you so want. Exactly to do. That's exactly what I
1: felt about it, too. It was like, my dad fucking do whatever I want. to yeah. I'm going to sit at home and jerk all <laughs> <laughs> Oh,
0: man, the you, old. you've lived a life for real, man. I try,
1: man. I always, I had this, the quote by Jimi Hendrix, and this is what stayed with me my whole life, no shit, is I don't want to die until I know I've yet lived. And so I always kind of remembered that in my head. And man, that's, that's what I good. do. And that's what I do. I just do what I feel like I want to do. And I'll let nobody tell me no, because you're not going to hold me back, man. I'm not. Cause if I want to fucking jump off the fucking Mississippi river bridge, I fucking will. And I'll be, it will be fun as fuck too. Yeah. You know, I might get killed. <laughs> but <laughs> For that time being, it's going to be fun as fuck. You know, if I can find a way to not die, I will, but I'm just going to do it. You know, you only live once, man.
0: You so what are live. some of your future plans?
1: Um, Man, these days, I just kind of live by the seat of my pants. I just kind of go and do because I've done so much already. I feel that it's like really that there's some little things I want to do that like it won't matter to people. Like when well, it's not even exciting shit, but it's like, just like I was saying, like with the Robert Johnson thing, I want to mm-hmm. go down, I want to do that shit. Just it's stupid, but I just want to like photograph. I, I, I'm into history shit big time, like music history or whatever. I got. Excites me to go do something like that, or because you know he's buried in three different graveyards, which there's only one that he's actually buried in. But just shit like that to go find the real one, you know? it's yeah, like cool. investigative music history. Go where Leonard Skinner's plane crashed and find a piece of the plane, and take it home. Again, you know, yeah. shit like that. It's just stupid shit. But shit that I've always wanted to do just never have got around to it. But I'm gonna do it soon. I just got to figure it out and do it. Probably Mostly, I've been lazy here lately, but um. Yeah, you know, I, I do want to put out a book one day of a bunch of shit that I've never showed
0: people. Mm. It'd be kind of cool. What was your life like during COVID? Like when all the stuff of touring was shut down? Dude,
1: COVID fucked me up because touring stopped. So what I did, um, I actually i went to i went to work for Southern Thunder, started selling motorcycles. Okay, because it was actually a, a place that stayed open during COVID, mm. and. Did fucking great, which was crazy because everybody was getting those like twenty five hour checks, you know. So everybody was coming in buying motorcycles. What's the best way to be like social distancing, but on a fucking bike? Yeah, yeah, you know. So I was making like fucking six seven grand checks every two weeks, you know, selling these fucking motorcycles. And then that shit ended. kind of, you know, it's kind of they that bought out by another dude, and they were getting rid. I saw since I was low man on the pole, I was fucking gone. And so, th- but that was cool. And then I Ubered for a little while. And that's a whole nother thing that I would get into. Uh, but I can't really talk about some of it because it's, uh, it's still ongoing, some shit. And uh, But I will say I had some interesting things going on with the Uber. Um, Halloween, especially, on um, one year I, of 2020, this girl was from Nashville. And she uh, come down to Memphis to party, I guess, was on Beale Street. And she was with some friends, and somebody roofied her. Wow, oh, okay. And so I'm leaving. It's like 2 in the morning. I was like, oh, I think I'm going to call it a night. I've been Ubering on it. Because I was one of those guys that Ubered at nighttime all night long. Mm. It was more dangerous, but it's just more exciting shit, you know, going down. So I was headed home, and I get this fucking call. And I was like, all right, I guess I'll take it. It was on 2nd Street, but it was like north 2nd. Way the fuck up past the pyramid up there. It's oh, yeah. Not like the greatest neighborhood at all. Yeah. And this, I get a phone call and it's from, uh, the guy that got the Uber, but it's for a girl. He goes, man, I'm in Nashville and this is, I'm the one getting the Uber for my friend. But thing is, is I don't know where she's at. I was like, what do you mean, dude? I was like, I'm not, that's like way past my like job description. I'm not here searching for like, where's Waldo here? And she, he's <laughs> like, dude, I promise you, I will give you extra money, but you got to find my friend. She's, she's something's happened to her. I was like, all right, I'll, I'll tell you what. I'll do like a once-over drive-through thing. If I see her, I see her. If I don't, I'm sorry, bro. So I'm driving, and he says, he got her on the phone. He's like, he's on the phone with me. He's on the phone with her. And he's like, she sees a railroad track. I said, all right, I just see, I saw a railroad track. I just went over it. He said, well, turn around go back. I go back. And I said, well, tell her to get her phone if she can and put the light on so I can see. Well, I'll see her. And all of a sudden, I did. And she's in this, like, warehouse and there's a fucking big fence around it, barbed wire and shit all around. It. It's like, how the fuck she get in there? He's like, I don't know. And I'm looking for like an entryway yeah. like, where she drove through it. And cause she had to drove through it and she had drove her car off into a, uh, one of those concrete, um, like, st- like drainage ditches, mm. the big ones. You can see her headlights kind of sticking out of the ditch. But she was fine, but she was, like, in a miniskirt and high heels and all this. And she sees me. And I said, okay, I see her. Tell her to walk toward me. And she sees me and starts fucking bawling and screaming. And I'm like, tell her to shut the fuck up. I was like, we're in the worst neighborhood. I know exactly <laughs> like, where you're talking about. Yeah. I said, we're either going to get fucking killed or the cops are going to come arrest me for thinking I'd done some weird shit to this yeah. girl. And she gets to the gate. And now I'm thinking, how am I going to get her over this fucking fence? And we're right here where the gate is, but there's got a chain around it, you know, and all this. I said, so, all right, this is what you're going to do. Take your shoes off. Throw your bag over. Throw your shoes over. I was like, you're going to climb up to at least halfway up. I'm going to pull the gate apart. And you're going to crawl over. And then I'll carry you up the damn hill that we're on. She's like, I don't have any underwear on. I said, listen, lady, you want out of this shit or not, I've seen pussy before. Get the <laughs> fuck out. I was like, you already got me doing shit I don't want to do. So she does all this, I put her on my shoulder, take her up. I get her out there, and she come to find out she was a nursing student. So she would have gotten kicked out of nursing school if she would have got probably caught. You yeah. Know? And I got her out there, took her somewhere way out in Germantown. Dude cash at me like 200 bucks for doing it. And I was like, well, that's cool. you know. And I helped her out, but I don't know how the fuck she got her car out. I was like, that's not my problem. What the fuck? Yeah. I <laughs> had another dude one time. I pulled up a Hickory Hill and something. It's like 2 in the morning. Something like that. This Everything happens at 2 in the morning. <laughs> and I pull up this guy standing in the middle of a parking lot apartment complex. Fucked up. He's like, it's me, it's me, it's me. He jumps right in the front seat, which is like, what the fuck, dude? Get in the back. So I don't say nothing because this is kind of Hickory Hill. I'm like, Man, I don't want to make nobody mad and get shot or robbed. But so, But I carry a forty caliber under my leg anyway, so I ain't worried about it. And uh, he gets in, and the first thing he does is turn my radio up blast i mean loud fuck? as fuck dude i'm like whoa 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 whoa, chill out bro oh my bad, my bad, bad. so we're going down the street and all of a sudden i hear i look over and i'm like are you doing cocaine in my car and he goes oh yeah dude you want some i was like no mm-hmm. i'm good i'm good <laughs> get to the red now this is what's fucking funny we get to the red light and there's you not know, bombs will stand out there and they're like give me some money and shit well, there's a guy, and he's, like, crossed another intersection. He's, like, walking through trying to get some money from a car. The dude rolls with it down. He goes, hey, man, come here. And the dude runs over there. I was, like, what are you doing, man? He's, like, hey, man, how much you got? He's, like, I got, two uh, dollars he goes, get the back seat. I said, "No, no, 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 dude, no! You're just not getting in the back seat. And what the fuck are you doing? Who gives? Who's got two dollars worth of cocaine to sell? What is that? Like, how much is that? It's like, you look at the bag. That's two dollars. What the fuck is that about? And I was like, This is so wild, man. And I just fucking took it. I couldn't wait to get him out of my damn car. <laughs> get <in the> back. <laughs> fuck, God, that's that's gotta be a wild job, man, dude. I, I always thought it would be cool to have a podcast and just interviewing Uber drivers and their wildest stories. Because you know, everybody in this city has got a story. Oh, for sure. Because I've got tons of them from just Ubering. Just like, wow, like I'm alive from that shit. I think, I always said the worst, the most dangerous job in Memphis is Uber driver. It's worse than being a cop, any of it. Because you really got to, you don't know who you're picking up. Mm-hmm. And you go into some sketchy stuff, man. I, <sighs> I, did one, I
2: did DoorDash. I did DoorDash, I did DoorDash oh, I do that for once. And I did for like, or I did it twice, I think, for like eight hours each time, or seven hours each time, something like that. And I would do it during the day, but man, some of the places I was taking this food to, I was like, yeah, I'm not coming yet Dude, at night time. There's no way I would do DoorDash. You got to actually get out of your car. Yeah, fuck that. Like, and one of them was like the apartments over there in Big Hampton, um, where I, well, I'm like, and they just everyone's outside, right? And you, you know, you, take, you have to park, and you know, if you do your car running, you're just gone. Oh yeah, you're just gone for sure. And, and like. I was just looking. I was like, man, I'm gonna get beat up, robbed. You know, I was like, I, I ain't doing this no more.
1: Dude, I, I had something like crazy, like scary happen to me in Fraser one night. And, you know, I never would go to Fraser after this. Happened. I mean, after this shit, I was like, fuck Frazier. But I picked this couple up. And it was late at night. And they we went to an apartment complex that looked like Beirut, man. It was fucking boarded up like a war zone had happened. I was like, who even fucking lives here? And apparently there's a trap house in there somewhere, mm. and they wanted to go get some weed. So I pull up there, and they the guy gets out, goes get the girls, still sitting here. And this car pulls up beside me, and there's nobody, nobody in this whole parking lot. We're the only two cars. And I'm like, this is fucked up. I do not want to be doing this. And this car pulls up, and they're rolling blunts, and they got pistols in their lap. I'm like, I'm looking down in their car, and I'm like, this is crazy. I'm about to get robbed. I'm about to get robbed. I'm just thinking this shit to hold on. I could not wait. I would have left those people there if that girl wasn't sitting in my car. But it come. I mean, it turned out to be good, but it was fucking scary. And I was like, I never again will go to Frazier ever.
0: There was somebody down in New Orleans that picked up a guy, and the guy just wanted to kill somebody. And he stabbed a lady. I the, believe it. Just like, crazy. what the fuck is wrong with people, man? Dude, I had a dude one
1: time. He he got in the car. He wouldn't even. I know he wasn't even the guy that that, that called the Uber. Like, he just randomly saw me sitting there and thought, oh, it's Uber. I'm going to get a ride. Jumps in the car and just fucking demands that I take him somewhere. And I kind of I did. because so yeah. I was kind of nervous. I was like, fuck, up! if I don't do something, this guy might shoot me yeah. or something. So I took him, and he said, he want me to take him to, like, three different places. And I took him to the first spot and let him out. as soon as he did, I, <sighs> I was gone, dude. I didn't give a fuck. No. Nah. People are wild. Even though you have a gun on you, it's like, I still, I don't want it to use it. You yeah.
0: know what I mean? I, yeah. Um, uh, and they just have like drunk people in your car, possibly throwing up in your car. And oh, shit.
1: perfect example. This is crazy. Another crazy story. Picked up. Let's see. One, two. Three, I think it was eight girls from Rhodes College, drunk as fuck, going to a birthday party. This is, was, uh, like seven in at night. So on the way to, uh, to take them to this party. This one girl that's sitting right in the middle of the back seat throws up right uh. in my foot. Never had a person throw up until the end. Throws up. I'm like fuck. I was like, you know, but you know, Uber is pretty cool. If you, if you tell like you you take a picture of the puke and you send it to them, they they'll pay for like two hundred bucks or something if you clean it up, which is probably way more than it even costs to clean it up. But instead, I was trying to be cool. I was always that cool Uber driver. Like, you know what? We can work this shit out. So I told the girls, I said, I tell you what, I won't turn y'all into Uber. I'll pull into Walgreens. Y'all run in there and get you some cleaning products. Come out here and clean this shit up, and I'll be cool. So I'm like, all right, yes, yes, uh, we'll do that. So four of them go in, four of them stay in the car. We're sitting there. I get out of the car, smoke a cigarette. I'm standing out there smoking, and a car pulls up behind me, and it has to be blocked in. This guy gets out of the passenger seat, starts cussing at a dude. All of a sudden, I hear, pop, 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 pop. What the fuck? Dude gets shot behind my car. And is laying now on the ground. His Jesus. girlfriend driving the car jumps out and takes off running. Does leave this fucking ride or die? Fuck that shit. She's gone, leaving the dude. Now everybody in the parking lot is gone. I'm the only one in the fucking parking lot with this guy. And I, it it seems so surreal to me at the moment. I didn't even think it was real. Yeah, and I actually thought it was they're trying to play a joke on me, like trying to rob me. Mm. And the guy was looking at me going. Hey man, hold my hand, hold my hand. I was like, hold your fucking hand. I was like, you're fucking, what are you talking about? And I finally it clicks like this guy is really getting shot. And I'm like, fuck. So I go over and I'm, I'm trying to like look and like figure out what this guy's doing. There's nobody in the parking lot. Everybody's ran inside the store. I get a security guy. He comes out there. He goes, sir, sir, I need you to come inside. I was like, come inside. This guy's been shot. You need to call a fucking in 911. So I call 911. I had to run to the street to figure out what street, cross street it was. The guy's crying screaming. And I get him, and he's like, man, will you put me in the car? I don't want to die on the parking lot. I was like, you ain't going to die, bro, you know, whatever. But he just shot pretty bad. I don't know. Somewhere between his stomach and his, like, somebody's dick is where he was shot. Jesus, and, man. And um, <laughs> I, I helped. I was like, finally, I, I give in. I was like, all right. And I pick him up kind of, with like, trying to get blood on me, and I put him in his front seat. That's when I realized this dude's got a five-year-old kid sitting in the backseat of this car. And this kid's sitting just like this staring straight ahead. He was, like, in shock. He wasn't saying shit. Now I'm, like, in this mode of, like, all right, uh, hey, little dude, you know, is it you good? You okay? I'm trying to talk to this yeah. kid and trying to talk to his dad. And his dad's crying, freaking out, think he's going to die, which he might have. I don't know what happened to him. But I know the ambulance, they come in, they flew in there finally, and they threw me on the ground thinking I was a part of the shit. And I'm like, I called you motherfuckers, <laughs> you know. And so it was wild, man. They took him off nameless, took the kid. I don't know where the fucking bitch went. I was trying to make jokes with guys I was like, man, you're going to find a girlfriend. They never a good ride or die bitch. Man. And then she you left know. the kid. Yeah, that's what I was going to understand. <laughs> yeah. Like, how are you going to leave your son in the backseat of a car when a shootout is going on? Like, that's the first thing I'm grabbing. Yeah. Fuck you, bro. I'm getting the kid. But that just shows them. And then, you know where this was? Was at Walgreens at, um, Perkins and Poplar Extended or, per- or Perkins Extended and Poplar is where it was. Really? Yeah. Just not far from here. Damn. And that's not even a neighborhood you ever think some no. shit like that would go down, go down. Wow. And I've seen them girls actually since. I was driving down Union one day and I hear, Hey, James," And I look, and there's all these girls, the same ones in a <laughs> damn car, they were like waving at me. And I was like, I guess we're all connected now somehow. Wow. Damn, it's nuts. Yeah. It's not Jesus. the first time either. I got bullet holes in my rod now from Shelby Drive getting gas. <laughs> the fuck, man. <laughs> yeah because like, you know when you're Uber driving or any of that shit people don't you're on the road more than most people yeah so the chances of you getting in shit like that are way higher mm, true. And so i was involved in three shootings in about six months time <laughs> it's crazy <laughs> none of them were my fault or i was even involved as far as it, it was just wrong place right time just you know in the crossfire shit I hear that happens a lot on the interstate, too. Dude, it does. I, my last one happened on the interstate. That's why my shit's fucked up now is because dude pulled a gun on me during a during a storm because he was trying to get off, and I couldn't get over because it was like an 18-wheeler. Yeah. He got pissed off and shot me. Well, didn't shoot me, but shot my truck. Shot my way. My, hit my rim to a place where it hit right with the lip of the rim and the tire work, so I had to get a new rim for the truck. Got uh, busted, shot my mirror, side mirror, my, one ricocheted off my windshield, cracked my windshield. I mean, it's fucked up. I just Damn, left it. I was like, it. leave it for, it's, it's, I call them now, these gunshots, these bullet holes are all like Memphis Merit badges. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know? I heard recently some guy got shot in the chest because he honked at somebody. Uh, that's just that. I don't honk at nobody. Yeah. Yeah, right. And people are, they have no regard for anybody's life. Man. Well,
1: fucking police don't even do any shit. I mean, how many times have you been on on 240 and people are doing 100 miles
2: an hour? Yeah. Man, I drive down, I drive down 240 going headed south to downtown, downtown every day now. And every morning, like when I'm merging off Mont Mariah into like the interstate part, you know, like it's literally every car. If you go in 65, 70. You're getting passed, oh dude, like that. Yeah, you got to stay up with them or you're so, going to run over. Oh, so they throw so it ding. My GPS dinged uh, like at the warehouse, you know that w- one of the mornings. And like, why well, are you going 75? I was like, literally, even if you, you to take a picture. I can show you. I'm just in the middle of a car, like four cars. I'm the middle car. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, okay, no picture needed. And then they understood that everyone's going like 75, 80 miles an hour, like dude. And then like dude on all these like. Ultima, not Ultima, you know, Infinities and shit. Yeah. are just zooming past Flying. us. Mustangs. I mean, all
1: morning uh, Have on y'all on. been involved in any of those things where you're at a red light and people start doing the donuts yet? Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: I've, I was, like, further back, so it really wasn't, like, but I, I could see people doing donuts. I, I had
1: that happen to me the other day at a union at the gas station. I'm at the red light. And dude pulls out in Mustang just <laughs> right in front of us, and I was like, God. You know, it's like the best thing I think a person in Memphis could have— in their car these days is a um one of those uh, dash cams. Mm. Honestly, because I mean, if anything happens, you got that, and it's going to show what happened to you or what. Yeah. Because I mean, that's what's going to save your ass nowadays. I think.
0: I hear they do that on the interstate too. They shut down the interstate doing <laughs> that. Man, yeah, they, they
1: got all the lanes, and then
2: they don't, stopped,
1: and it's crazy. They just, They'll just, pass you on the fucking shoulder nowadays. Like literally, go around
2: you at ninety miles an hour on the shoulder. Well, I don't know, like. But I was, I was at the traffic light the other day and one of our, one of our trucks was there and the truck just keep on going. Yeah. That's, they will not stop. I'm like.
1: When that light turns green, you better give it about three seconds. Yeah. And then you can go. Cause there's going to be somebody coming through that. Mm-hmm. Bridge. Like that's a, that is a given.
2: I was like, uh, okay. So we're just going to run company. We're just going to run fucking truck, uh, lights in our tr- company cars and fucking 18 wheelers. Now like,
1: and what the, fuck? the worst street though is fucking Shelby drive. Get on Shelby drive from, uh, from 55 to about past the airport to like Tullahoma fucking racetrack, bro. It is a racetrack. I do a lot of shit out there with a group of people that I'm not going to be mentioned on the show because they don't want probably to be mentioned, but, uh, it's wild out there. It's, it is like Wild West on Shelby Drive. I mean, it is insane. And the wrecks out on Shelby Drive, they're not anything minor. You're getting. Oh, yeah. You're getting crushed. There's people. You're going to die in if you're getting a wreck out there. It's like Autobahn. Oh, shit. <laughs>
0: I didn't. I wonder what the answer is to this. I know, like being military, young, you bring them in let let's fucking just start wiping people out. <laughs> being young, you do a lot of stupid shit. But there's got to be a point where you want to live too, though, because they're doing shit that could wreck their lives, also, not yeah. just somebody else's. That's, yeah,
1: but they're wrecking people's lives. Like the other day, all right, Shelby driving in, air, in air, uh, Shelby and uh, air the airways. Fucking somebody gets in a wreck right there, middle of the day. I mean, middle of the day. The cops show up. They have a shootout right there because the guy had a wreck in somebody else. I mean, a shootout. I got a video of it. Of It's insane. Damn. And I'm just like, what do you do? I mean, there's nothing you can do but have a gun on you and hope the guy, you don't get pulled over and you have to go to jail because you just got it in your car, you know, protect yourself. Yeah. And that's what I worry about because, I mean, I don't have any kind of like concealed weapons thing or nothing, but, I mean, what do you do? I'd rather go to jail, I guess, and get killed because yeah. of some stupid shit somebody else done Or you just being At a red light
0: right? Or being hit by a stray bullet Or something like that
1: Dude When I get gas now My head is on swivel The uh, whole time I get PTSD from that shit You know It's And I hate that It sucks You know Go to other cities It's just not Nothing like this
2: At all No And they have more
1: people That live there Dude They say like Baltimore Is fucking horrible But I was in Baltimore On tour twice I walked around And I didn't feel not as Strange as I feel here In my own city you know, it's like scary shit.
0: Yeah, it's like in the last like 15 years, it's just gone kind of downhill progressively. And it's like they want to do better here, but it's just like they're trying to bring shit, but then they can't curb the crime and all of their nonsense. I not they can't, though.
1: It's like I think that, you ever think that maybe the shit's just gone on too far and that they, now that they tried to even stop it, it would just be like whatever.
0: You know, like like I always say, like if I was the mayor of this city, I'd be really upset or disappointed in myself. That's on my resume that the city went to shit under my watch. Right, right, right. So hopefully, I know they got a new mayor race coming up this year. Um, So maybe... November? It, somebody,
2: Is that the one? Or, yeah.
0: Somebody will do something. Well, you know, Giuliani cleaned up New York like that when it was all wild and crazy.
1: So, you know, maybe this would have taken somebody like that to come in and be like, you know, we're just going to have to shut shit down and do it like this. And that was, everybody's going to hate it probably for a while because it's going to take away my shit. But... It may have less have to do to clean it up.
0: Yeah, you got to have law and order, man. And
1: that's what we don't have. Yeah, we don't have that. I mean at all. But you know, they're going to if they do arrest them, they're out of jail in fucking ten minutes. I've now. heard that happening too. That's
0: so crazy, man. Yeah, and I, I don't know. I just there's a lot I think because I have like the next door apps and I always see people posting about yeah, or yeah. citizen app. You know, it's just like people are just sick and tired of the nonsense that's going on and i know it happens in other places and it's kind of new here where we're at and everybody like thinks it's just here but you know those crimes have all happen especially yeah. since the pandemic but it, that doesn't make it right though
1: it doesn't it doesn't make it right and it's sad cuz i feel bad for even letting my kids get grow up in this shit i do i'm like man who would want a kid right now because I wouldn't want my kid to be subject to all this bullshit. No, no. I mean, it's sad. Like, I remember when we were kids, we could, we'd take our bikes and drive for miles and not come home till fucking day, the, the darkest fuck outside. And our parents would never worry about it because we wouldn't have to worry about sex trafficking and, yeah. and bullshit. But you know, it's even that shit, you know, when that shit was a thing, like first come out, you think sex trafficking of like little kids and shit, but no, they're kidnapping adults and doing this yeah. shit. You know,
0: that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. I, we need the reset. Come on, the flood. You do. we well, yeah. the like, black um, hole, man. Like you suck us about, in. It's like you
2: said about the bikes, riding the bikes around. You yeah, know, yeah. I saw a picture or a meme the, uh, yesterday, and I think I saved. I haven't shared it yet. Our parents really have no idea how far we rode our bikes every day. Dude, they didn't. Like, we used to go from my apartment complex in uh, Germantown mm. all the way to the Hickory Mall. Oh, yeah. Like, it was like, I don't know, like, eight miles or something. Yeah. Like you know, And then one time we rode from our apartments all the way downtown.
1: Dude, if our parents—I <laughs> lived in the country, so the worst thing we used to do is we'd swim in the Mississippi River, mm. which there's no fucking way I'd do that now, but— I don't know why we did it then. We were just crazy. <laughs> we just fucking <laughs> swam in the river, you know. And there was always that one kid that would end up drowning and find him a week later at the dam stuck under it or Ugh. something, you know. But we didn't think shit about it. It was just like a, that was the worst shit we had to think about. Yeah. Was drowning in the damn river, you know. That's what happened to Jeff Buckley. Oh, yeah, sure he was. I remember yeah. that dude. I remember going down the dam— uh, What's that? Damn, a barrister, man. He'd play there on Monday nights at the damn uh, open mics down there, play this shit. So Nobody brilliant. really, you know, he didn't become a biggest star until he died. Just like most people like that, but he's great. He
0: was great. Beautiful voice. Well, I know we taken up a lot of your day. No, that's
1: cool. I ain't got nothing else to do. I just got back from Arkansas, uh, mountain climbing and shit. So I was kind of, I was needing some city shit anyway.
0: You want to ask him your question?
2: Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so are you, Three questions, actually, I guess. Yeah. So are you currently happy? What is your definition of happiness? Mm. And um, if you could go back in any moment of your life, when would you go back to? Oh, fuck. Happy? No. I don't
1: think, I don't know if anybody's ever just truly happy. But, I mean, I'm content, I guess, in a yeah. way. Um, There's things I would do better, I guess. But, um, but what they are really right now, I couldn't even tell you. But if I could go back, yeah, fuck yeah. I'd probably go back about, um, i will probably go back to around 2005 or so. Kind of when shit was just kind of still, I don't know. Because I, I wouldn't want to go back to when I was a kid. And I wouldn't want to go back to my 20s. Maybe yeah. my 30s, mm-hmm. where I have kind of know more, but, you know, still got a lot of growing shit to do. Because I can change a lot of shit and do things differently and maybe put me in different positions. Or whatever. Okay. But, but like, you know but now i'm just a point i'm just getting old <laughs> you know when your hair is gray and shit, and, and at least it's not just falling out like some people's but it's better to hang on to the gray than let it fall on yeah
2: for sure
0: <laughs> i saw this thing it said you're oh, let me i don't want to butcher it but it was basically talking about like your point in life right now is the best part of your life right now
1: you know I, and probably so it's just like the, uh people say man this world sucks, blah, blah, blah. But I mean, really, we're living in the best time of our life, you know, cause we need the technology and everything. Just think of having to live back in the days of not having electricity yeah. and shit. I mean, yeah, it was probably easier life or what, but it was probably hardest ever because you'd have to figure out to go kill your food and dude, can you imagine having to go kill what you eat that night?
0: And, and then then, worrying about like spoiling, dude, and, and storing up food for the winter.
1: Yeah, you have to kill all year just for get you through winter. If not, or the yellow fever or whatever, shit killed lots of people. Yep. Man, I have a graveyard behind my house from the eighteen sixties. Wow, Damn. and all the graves are kids. Damn, all some of them aren't, but like one year, two years old, and yellow fever and shit got them all. And that's from the 1860s. in my backyard. That's crazy. Yeah
0: yeah this thing says 20 years from now, you give anything to be this age again exactly as healthy and have this time again. go do some main character shit before it's too late that's right i'm I'm actually
1: um I, I think about this a lot It's about how, how old I am and how how I'm still really active and and um and healthy because I have a lot of friends that, that aren't even here anymore yeah that i've loved, my best friend I lost two months ago yeah, and uh it still fucks with me. And uh, I was with him for 30 years, every fucking day. And he's gone. And it, it bothers me to death. But um, it gets better every day a little bit. But I just think, man, why the fuck am I not doing this shit? Because, I, mean, yeah. I mean, people people die heart attacks at 40-something years old, you know, or whatever. And why not me? You know, I've been crazy. I've done a lot of wild shit. Done a lot of wild drugs. And totally just, just everything you can think of. And it should have been dead years ago. So what makes me stronger than that person? Yeah. Or whatever,
0: you know? Yeah. I, like last year, I started really working on my health. Yeah. I like go into the gym consistently. And every time I go, I always see these elderly people and they're working out. And they're probably like in their 80s. And I'm like, if they can do this, I can do yeah. this. And it's a privilege to get old. Like you say, a lot of people don't get that privilege to get old. Yeah.
1: They, they don't. And I don't work out and go to the gym or anything. But I do stay active. Like I said, I just got back from hiking yeah. and doing yeah. shit. And people are like, well, that's not. Well, yeah, fuck! I just hiked up a goddamn. It is working mountain, out. It, you know?
0: is, it is working out. Yeah, sure yeah. I mean,
1: I just try to be. And I've always said that once you fucking sit your ass down, is when you die anyway.
0: Yeah, that's like a lot of people that retire they're, they're dead they have within nothing a year to look or two to, afterwards. You know, you
1: know, they don't go do anything. But you got to have something to live for, I think. And yeah, absolutely. even if it's just just for yourself. I mean, I don't know. I've got I got two boys, so that's my world now. That's what keeps me going, I think. Just, yeah. I don't want them to ever have to be without a dad or something. Right. But they're grown, but still, I don't, you know, you don't want to have to, I especially don't want to, for them to die before me, you know, but, uh, yeah, I just try to stay active, man. That's all I can do. I don't even watch TV. I haven't watched TV in probably 15 years. Mm. I quit doing that shit because I, I found myself being the guy that getting high, eating junk food, sitting on the couch watching bullshit, and you know damn well ain't nothing on TV worth a fuck anymore. It's the same shit. It's all reruns and shit. And you're just watching the shit, being lazy. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I did. I was doing that shit every day. And I said, you know what? I fuck it. And I I turned. I got my cable turned off. I just shut it off. And I haven't watched TV since. I watch YouTube or something, but yeah. that's different. But that's usually if I just want to know some information. But as far as me sitting down and getting fucking junk fooded out and what? You no, know, fuck that shit. I could be doing creative shit yeah. or anything. And that's what I think a lot of things I've got to do in my life just stemmed from just not being on the damn TV. Mm. Cause you have to figure out shit. Even if it's, like I said, I go fishing about every fucking day. i got a pond by my house. I don't care. I don't even catch shit sometimes. But it's just the fact you get out of the house. I run from snakes more than I fucking fish. <laughs>
0: you know? It's like, why watch somebody live their life instead of living your own exactly. life? That's
1: so retarded to me. Why would you do that? Yeah. Nobody gives two fucks about these people. I don't. I don't. I don't care what anybody says about me. You know, there's so many people talking shit about people about, they don't even know these people. You know, I was yeah. like, man, I was wrapped up in shit on some social media just not a month ago over some shit. I am like, you people don't even know me. you talking shit. You know, yeah. fuck you people. I think you one of y'all you mentioned said, man, fuck the people.
2: Oh yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was during that time. I was like, Yeah, fuck that shit, man. It's like I ain't trying to study you people. I'll delete this Facebook tomorrow and I ain't worried about <laughs> none of you. you. None of your shit will even matter to me. Wow. Cause you know, nothing matters if you don't look at it. Yeah. Cancel culture only matters if you believe in it. You know what I'm saying? Facts. Try to cancel me. If I don't believe in your shit, how the fuck are you gonna cancel me?
0: People just like to have a cause. I think it's like uh if There's something that says, like, if a cop tails somebody long enough, they can find something to pull somebody over for. That's true. So that's everybody. Yeah. So all these people on their high horse or whatever, it's like, you've done some shit, too. Everybody's got some
1: skeletons, man. There ain't nobody exempt from this shit. Everybody is fucking wrong. Yeah. (laughs) We all should be probably in jail. Yeah. (laughs) But it's just about who gets away with it and who don't. Yeah, some people are so pompous, man. They are. (laughs) Hey, you know. Let's let's show it off.
0: So what's your advice for people and what mark do you see yourself leaving on the world?
1: Um, I don't know. My advice is just don't let shit do what you want to do. Don't let nobody tell you not to do it. Because, I mean, it's your life and you've got to live it. You are the one that's got to look at it with the end and go, well, was I did I do everything I want to do? Am I, you know, am I did I feel satisfied and did I feel fulfilled? Cause that's what I try to do every day is to do I feel fulfilled, you know? And if I do, then I, I'll be, I guess I'm content and happy with, what that. But I don't think I'll ever be really content and happy with everything. Cause, cause we don't have enough time in this world to do everything. Yeah. But the mark I want to leave, I guess is just, is that I was fair. I'm a fair dude. I'm open-minded as fuck. I don't let anything bother me really. I mean, it takes a lot to piss me off. Yeah. Cause I just look at things differently. I think. You know, and I just want people to, uh, in my art and shit, you know, just with photography, I want people to be able to look and enjoy that shit because that's what it is about telling stories. And, you know, if you can take a picture and tell a story, that that's pretty cool to me. you know. There's lots of times you take a picture and you look at it and you're like, fuck, I can see the the pain in their eyes. Or I can see their, how tired they are. Or just, something, just something about that picture, the joy that that person's feeling in that moment. You know, you may not have saw it at the time. There's been many times I've taken a picture and not known it, but then you get home and you, you look, start looking through and you're like, fuck, I didn't know. No, I took this picture. Mm. It's almost like a uh, opening a Christmas present on Christmas morning. You don't know you what you're getting. And you get it. You're like, fuck, this is amazing. But some things that are beautiful to some aren't so beautiful to others, too. So, uh, I don't know. Just, but yeah, just definitely. I just want people to enjoy my shit, you know. If you don't, fuck you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Art subjective, anyway, so yeah. I don't blame yeah. you, well, it, you. It's know? like they say, beauty is in eye of the beholder.
1: Yes, it is, man. Because I have a picture, my favorite picture I've ever taken in my life. It's actually, and I'll leave it as a fucking, it's a horse, and he's in between two pillars, and it's, it's like the circle of life, actually. And I'll come around a corner in my car. I just keep my camera just sitting in passenger seat like a like Jesus, you know, and I'll. <laughs> And I come around, and I would take the um Natchez Trace to Nashville a lot of times because I just wanted to do something different. Fuck that interstate. You see weird shit when you're off the road. And I come around this curve, and there's this fucking horse. He's dead. Mm. He's laying between two concrete pillars. You couldn't have staged this shit. I mean, there's 13 vultures, which is weird. It's like a symbolic thing. My favorite – is 13. It's my favorite number anyway. 13 vultures all just – on this fucking thing. Some are on the podiums. Kind of remind me of like the um, old guys and the Muppets that sit up in there. Oh, 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 yeah. oh yeah. 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 It's kind of like laughing at this shit. But it's just, it's just the picture is just like, it does something to me when I see it. I don't know what it is. It's just like a, it's a circle of life. Yeah. Of thing. It's like, you know, this grand thing, this beautiful horse, dead. Now these vultures are just fucking pouncing on him. But as soon as I come that corner to see it and I grab the camera, they start to fly. And I didn't even know I got the picture. When I kind of got home, I saw, I was like, fuck, that's a fucking great picture. And nobody would look at that picture and go, that's a great picture. Yeah. But I've had some that have said that. But this is my favorite picture I've ever taken. Of all the rock stars and all the crazy shit, that picture is the one that's like, damn, mm. you know? It's like, I don't know. It just kind of brings everything down to like a level of of like, I don't know, like we're just nothing, you know, we really are just it's a little speck. Because I believe like if we ever, if everybody could just go to space, everybody, just one time, go to the moon and look back at the earth, I think that all this shit would just be, it, it would end a lot of wars. It would end all this bullshit because everybody would see how small in the universe we really are. We're nothing, you know.
0: It's like that Carl Sagan pale blue dot. Yeah, he talks about that. Like it, we're man. a speck of dust amongst everything else.
1: That's what we should do. We should, we should all be made to go to space. Yeah. And just look back at us and realize that little dot. that everybody on it, all the bullshit is right on that dot. Mm-hmm. And we're worried about this shit. Come on, bro. We shouldn't be worried about that shit. Yeah. We should be worried about nothing. Really? It's like we were talking about earlier. There's so many people out there that, Way worse off.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. We're
1: fucking retarded to even be thinking like that. We should have our ass whooped. Like
0: <laughs> that. <laughs> that should be hell and you you realize that you didn't live to your potential and you get to have that on repeat. Yeah. Or are you bickered out about some dumb shit? Yeah. Like that should be a torture for people that don't take advantage of what we're what we have. Because like I said, there's people that probably could have done something with this life or people that are dying on their deathbed right now that wish they could be having a conversation like we're having right now.
1: Dude, I know there is. I know there is.
0: I mean, there's people that had plans today that didn't wake up. Fuck yeah, they didn't. How you know?
1: so, many times have we thought that shit? Like, we, you know, I don't know. I've thought that. Like, today's a day. <laughs> I might be dead today. I mean, we could be. Yeah, I could walk out here right now and get hit by a car or fucking lightning strike me or... Uh, I don't know. Hey, with China and all this shit, we could all have a nuclear war tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you yeah, no. never yeah, know. And that's yeah. been bothering me, actually, a lot lately. So. Yeah.
0: Mm. so where can everybody find you at? Man, you know, all the basic,
1: simple, stupid places that everybody goes to every day of their life. Um, Waste all their time. Uh, Instagram. Uh, just official Harshman. Um, and Jace Harshman on Facebook. I, I try to stay on Facebook too much. Um I like Instagram the most. TikTok I'm on, but I don't just look at other people's shit and Snapchat and all that stuff. But I, I really social media is just not. I've gotten to where I just don't. It's not a big deal to me anymore. I'll post some pictures and that's it. Yeah, get off of it. It's just I don't know. The more I'm more older I get, I'm just kind of like fuck this shit. It's not. I don't want to be that person just always on it. I try. Matter of fact, I was. I didn't get on my phone one time since Friday. You know how many text messages and messages I had? Holy shit! Over like sixty text messages and just Facebook. I spent more time just trying to reply to all these motherfuckers this morning. <laughs> but you know how much of a of like of the stress I didn't have mm. I've not I didn't pick my phone up once.
2: Yeah,
1: I mean I literally let it die, and that was it. And I turned it on this morning. And who does that shit? Nobody. Really. Nobody. Yeah. And I haven't done it in forever, but I'm going to start doing more
0: often Cause that shit was awesome. And that's crazy. That used to be our real reality at one time. Yeah. You know, cause I remember like going out and like now like your phone dies out. Like, what am I going to do? <laughs> But back in the day, we didn't have phones. Go so we fucking didn't fucking think do anything. Did we were outside. To the,
2: and go fucking had do pay something. Phone, remember, Dude, each other yes.
0: like. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, people, this, to, you just had to guarantee your friend was going to show up, bro. You yeah.
2: Would, yeah, you, you had to, yeah. if you had you to would, believe.
1: Okay, well, I wonder if John's home. I don't know. We have to go by there.
0: <laughs> Let's go by there and see.
1: And you yeah. hope he's home. And if he wasn't, you had to go fucking search for him. Yeah. Like, well, where is he? At? Arcade? Is he <laughs> at the Dairy Queen? Is he where the fuck he's at? You know. That's wild, man. It's crazy. I wish it was like that again. I just wish more people just realized that phones are evil. <laughs> you know, they really are. Yeah. It's, it's made us such fucking dependent on. we that's, dude. We're weak now. We're weak. It's
0: scary. What do you think about the state of men today?
1: What do you mean? There's no man, <laughs> dude. Ma- masculinity is, you know, been shoved under the damn rug because everybody thinks it's wrong. Yeah, I grew up to where we got to be a man's man, dude. Like my grandfather raised me. I was not raised by my dad, so I was real old school. When kids were going doing summer breaks and shit, you think I got? Hell no, I was chopping cotton with Mexicans. On a farm, at fucking thirteen years old, I'd break my hold just to be able to walk back to go get a drink of water. That's no shit. Yeah, and that shit was hard. And uh I never got a vacation ever. I was in school was out. I was on the farm. Yeah, and kids don't know none of that shit. If they would have to do that shit, they would fucking jump in the river and kill themselves probably because they would. I can't take it. But yeah, that's that was the reality back then. We I. I rode my bike everywhere. I had a twenty two rifle on my damn bike like a damn four-wheeler, you know. I was like, yeah. right, I was shooting shit, catching crawfish, and and whatever I did, you know, and catching snakes, put them in my pocket, you know. <laughs> Nowadays, guys aren't, they ain't doing none of that shit. I don't think a guy would know even how to put a worm on a hook, you know what I mean? It's,
0: yeah, there's a lot of weak people, man. You know, when you
2: shake your
1: hand, guys are like, <laughs> you know, yeah, and the, and their hands are so soft, like a baby's booty.
2: <laughs> somebody, somebody shook my, somebody was a new. <laughs> this guy shook my hand the other day. That's a new guy at our work, and it was just like that. I was like, little oh, yeah. like a little it's one crazy. of these. I'm like, I was like, hey man, what's up? You shook you your hand or something? And he's like, no, why? I was like, when we go meet these people today, don't shake their hand like that, right? <laughs> because I actually, when I was
1: younger, I went and met um. And this is crazy. Uh, this is another story, but Bill Clinton, when he, when he was governor of Arkansas, mm-hmm. I paged for him at the, at the Capitol, like I ran his errands for mm. him and shit. And, uh, I remember shaking his hand and, uh, I was kind of young. I was like 13, 40 years old. So I didn't, I was just, you know, weak handed or whatever. And he shook it real hard and he's like, don't ever shake a man's hand like that. Shake it like that you – and look him in the eye. You yeah. Know? And that always stuck with me after that. You know, I was like, man, he's right. You know, I guess I – and then my grandfather, he, he kind of reiterated that shit. Like, you know, he's right. Do that. Don't always be a man about it. You yeah. Know? Don't – but, you know, society today, they, they're they dumbing this shit down. And they're trying to make it feel like that we are, men are, like, disgusting human beings for, because yeah. you're a man. Well, what the fuck, man? You know, what are you, what are you going to do when the fucking, when the world gets, goes to real shit? Yeah. Who's going to, you know, any men that know how to shoot a gun or, or unless you're in the military and taught that shit. But then again, the military, who's to say that's not going to go dumbed down in the next 10 years because of shit. It's all because of this. Everybody jumps on all these bandwagons, man. In half this time, they don't even know what the fuck they're even fighting for these causes and shit. They just, it's like, we're not even. I'm not by no means like downing anybody for shit, but it's like, when do we say, hey, it's enough, it's enough, man? Let's, let's go, let's just chill. Yeah. Everybody just be cool. Why worry about these things? Why are you worry about this motherfucker? That motherfucker ain't hurting you. You know, that's why like, I've always I've been so open minded about my whole life. I've never had a problem with anybody. Like I've always preached, you know, if, if a person's gay or whatever they want to do, why's that bothering you? Yeah. If they want to get married, let them. You wake up today, they and they passed gay marriages last night, and everybody's getting—and you didn't know about it. Then what the fuck's it matter? Mm-hmm. You know? If it ain't bothering you, then what the fuck you care about? it? Exactly. You know? So it's, none of that shit's ever bothered me, but just don't—just leave everybody alone, man. Mind your damn business. Yeah. What I'm trying to say, you know? I think the world would be better off if everybody just mind their own damn business. But at least kind of keep an open eye of, like, people in need and stuff that really, truly need it. You you need to help people, too. You
0: I know? think that's her purpose in life is to help people. Of course it is.
1: It's all it is, man. Because, I mean, we could be selfish and shit. And I, for the most part, I think a lot of people are. But I think, though, helping people is a big thing. It's, like, definitely, you know, it's like that thing. Where you, you do good and you're going to have good come back to you.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I appreciate it, man. It's been yeah, fun. Yeah, this is awesome, dude. This was yeah, great man. conversations. Today. Yeah, I had a lot of fun, man. Like yeah. that
2: spacey
1: and all kind of shit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we'll have to do it again one day.
1: Fuck yeah, dude. Anytime you don't want to, I'm down. For sure, bro. Thanks, man.
0: Yeah, thank you all. All
1: right.